<laughs> Whoa, check it out, butthead porn! Whoa. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Naked checks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Tilt Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. <clears throat> You're wrong again. Please redo the intro now. Why? What am I now? Oh, you're the artist formerly known as Bruce. Yes. You're the middle finger. I am the middle finger. <laughs> and we, we have a guest. We do. We, we have a guest. laughing. That's good. I wanted oh to get a guest who could tell us what ramp to shoot on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I decided to go right for the source. So what ramps should we be shooting? Shoot the lift ramp. Shoot Ron's ramp. Go up Bruce's ramp. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Hello from the UK. Yes. It's Mark Silk. I'm so excited. Oh, in the voice of Shredder? Is that, no, not Shredder. Um, no, no, no. The, the Splinter. Rack. Splinter. Yeah. Yeah. In, in t- Hi, by the way. Thank you for inviting me on. Uh, I'm in uh, Turtles on the voice of Splinter. Bebop and Rocksteady, Bebop and Rocksteady, and then uh, Baxter and Baxter Fly and Casey Jones. There's six of them. Nice. Making your game sound great. I'm, I'm more like, can, can you do like Danger Mouse voices instead? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Crikey, Chief. Crumbs, Danger Mouse. Shoot the right ramp. <laughs> or Scooby-Doo. Like, man, it's really creepy, Scoob. Right, Scoob? Yeah. Creepy. Scooby-Dooby-Doo. If I, didn't, if I didn't ask that, my wife would have kicked my ass. <laughs> oh, we, we should do a voicemail later. Oh, there you go. There you go. I like that. Do people like, oh, like can you do the voice? Can you do the voice? Can you do the voice? Can you do this yeah. one? Can you do that one? Can you do the one from Star Wars? Can you do that? I, and yeah, and I love it. I, I, Joe, I, I genuinely love this. I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fan of this stuff. So if I wasn't working on it, I would probably be knocking on the doors of the studios to do the tours. But yeah, yeah, I, I do Comic Cons. Do you remember back in the days when we could actually be in the room with actual humans? I used mm. to do a lot of Comic Cons and, and signings and stuff and it's it's just very very cool. You, you you're in a room with a whole bunch of nice people, and then you'll find yourself next to some movie stars or or Dave Prowse or D- Darth Vader, and you wonder how that happened. <laughs> but it's kind of cool. To me, it's the it's it was always my dream job to be Darth Vader. Uh, no, to be a voice actor. Oh, me too. And now being the voice of many games, it is a new version of playing with yourself. Hey, now <laughs> play with yourself. Yes. <laughs> I always love to do that. I yes, I'm sure you do. We all need hobbies. <laughs> I'm married. <laughs> so how did you get into this pinball thing, Mark? I, I know you said it on other podcasts, but perhaps they haven't listened to it. Oh, they didn't get the real story, Ron. Oh yes, yes. No, no censors here. The real Join story us now for the real story. I, I, I was just, I was always a, a big fan of of arcades as a kid. So my mom and dad would take us to the the seaside here in the UK. And back, this is the mid eighties, 
late 80s uh, into the early 90s. And it was a really great, great time for the, the big showpiece arcade games like uh, Space Harrier or, uh, oh God, Outrun or uh, Paperboy. The, the big arcade games I, I adored. But the thing I was really drawn to was pinball. Uh, in, in fact, the early 90s, with my love of animation as well, my favorite game in the early 90s was Bugs Bunny's birthday ball. Ball? Ball. Which oh. clearly is probably the worst machine ever made or, or up there with them. So, you know, I didn't know any better, but I, I loved, you know, it had decent artwork on the back glass and it was borderline unplayable. But that kind of, you know, the, the, it just shows how theme can draw you into a not particularly good game. Thunderbirds! So there's that. But then um, I had a Tommy Atomic pinball machine as a kid. And then, like with like how it would have been in the States, I guess, over time, all the arcades shut down, people moved to consoles, and you wave goodbye to pinball machines. The only time that you'd really see them would be, say, this beaten-up thing in the back of a bar that just you know, was dirty and unloved. But then with the rise of barcades, probably about two, three years ago, I, I just got back into a love of pinball, and um, I'm hooked. Absolutely hooked. And Bruce? Yes. We have a liker of the pin. I know. Mark has Star Wars oh. the pin version. Yeah. yeah. Now, let me get this right, Bruce. You do you you're not a fan of the regular Star Wars game, is that right? Oh god, it's terrible. It's the Wrong. worst fucking game. Wrong. Worst game in the past ten years. Well have I got good news for you. The I worked on Star Wars, so I, I was I'm a big Star Wars fan and oh, so I am I. It's a yeah, oh, well. in that game. Oh, well, in that case, then we're on site. I, I got to work with George Lucas on episode one. So fan, fanboying out recording voice tracks for a character called Axmo. Axmo, the Congress of Malice take concur with the right honorable delegate for the, from the Trade Federation. A commission must be avoided now. Shoot the left ramp. Yeah. <laughs> so you were so, on the Senate? Wow. I was on the Senate. So that was really cool. So I, I'm a fan of Star Wars. So to get to work with him and be part of that, you know, um, oh, it, 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 that was you know dream come true stuff. And the fact that I'm, I love pinball, if there's anybody that's got a, a few extra reasons to want a Star Wars machine, it's probably me. And um, I, I found the, the release from a few years ago of the Star Wars machine tough. Uh, it wasn't one that I kind of instantly got into. Whereas with when I was over at Expo um, last year, I played the Star Wars home pin and, you know, I'd heard things that frankly weren't that positive from a lot of people and I loved it. It was, it is so much fun. You walk up to that Star Wars home game and it is just instant fun and instant gratification. And the, the even, and you know what, it comes out of the box with one speaker. Well, do you know what? Um, all the classic arcade games back in their day did as well. And the thing that blew me away, and I'm a sound guy, you know, I, I run a recording studio. This is my background, audio and, and sound design. And that's that mono speaker sounds way better than it ever deserves to. But it is so much fun. The shots are terrific. It, uh, and you're in there like a blast. You know, the, the use of assets and film clips, the 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 all the Star Wars effects that you know and love are, are, are in there. Uh, and it, it's just full on sort of overloads, you know, sens sensory overload. If you're a Star Wars fan, it's the thing that you would be drawn to when your friends are over and you would spend all day playing on that. Mm -hmm. I agree. The home pin is great for Star Wars. Oh, so you like the home pen? I, I've always liked the home pen for wait for the Spider Man one and everything else. I don't like multipliers with freaking changing stuff. You know that. 
okay. the wrong use of the action button. The wrong Jeff use. Teola. Bruce will be the determiner of the correct usage of the action button. No, no, no. Mr. Teolis agrees with me. So don't even go there. And Mr. Teolis got his name in a game because of that. He's the action button champion. He is the action button champ. On the Star Wars home game, too, the, the, little, um, the, the little lock there, the R2-D2 lock, is a really nice idea. The way then, if you're playing a two-player, you can steal someone else's ball. Yes. That's kind of like a sweet little idea. The old System 11 style. Yes, I love that. Right, yeah. And it's it's great. There's um, a, a friend in, in Paris, uh, Gouliam. Bonjour, it's Gouliam. Uh, Gouliam, he's, he's, he was the first one to get the, the Star Wars home pin as far as I know in Europe. And um, he's got a you know a bunch of classic machines. You know, he's got Attack from Mars and Twilight Zone and all these. And when friends oh, when friends were able to go over to his, the game they were all drawn to was Star Wars. Mm-hmm. They would play Twilight Zone, they would play Attack from Mars, and they would just they would just play Star Wars Home Pin the whole time. And that that's same for me. It's it's just good, easy, satisfying fun. You know, grab a drink, play for ten minutes, carry on with your day. Mm-hmm. Now you just got to get the comic book edition. So you can have both of them next to each other. Stereo. Your collection will be complete. Yes, two monos equal one stereo. That's how that works. It was, that's commitment for you. So I could get stereo speakers, I buy both machines. There Actually, you go. Hidden secret, I did. My friend Pinball Phil, Pinball Phil is, is a sound guy for studios, and he did an epic sound upgrade on my Star Wars game. And, oh my God, you realize just how good sound design of the original game uh, was because uh, all the assets were just moved over to this new game and used brilliantly as well you know you you see and hear stuff in the home version of the star wars game um that i don't think I, i'd ever seen in the premium or the pro version of the original game but with all those effects the star wars score taken through this new audio system i've got in the home game it's like it's like IMAX pinball, you know, in terms, in terms of the audio. It, it just, it is so immersive now. It, it says, it's a lot of fun. It's worth it. Use the force. <laughs> oh my God, it's real Yoda. It's Yoda, yes. <laughs> when Baby Yoda starts talking, is that, he's going to, I mean, like, how would you do a Baby Yoda version? Just make it higher. Use the force. Right, you say that. That was pretty much the direction I got from George Lucas, right, when we were recording. I, I would record the line, and he would go, because we're in the same room. He was literally just sat opposite me in the chair with the casting director and, and Rick McCallum and, and these guys from uh, Skywalker Sound. You say about higher. I would, <laughs> I would perform the line. And, and he'd go, that's great. That's really nice. Can we just try another one higher? So, so you'd do it again. The Congress of Malice, they concur with the right to... Yeah, uh, you, know, you, you do the line, and they go, "That's real okay. That's the keeper. That's the keeper. Can you just mark that? I just one more idea. Can we try it again? Higher, and it got higher and higher and higher until it was almost Tweety Pie level. He goes, "Okay, that's great. That's that's the one. That's that's the one. That's that's it. Okay, can we just take a step back now? Let's just take what we had there, and can we just do one more version, a little higher? Fuck and the you, version- George." Fuck you! (laughs) (laughs) And the version that you hear in the film is, The Congress of Malastair concur with the right honourable delegate for the Trade Federation. A commission must be appointed. That is the law. (laughs) But it worked. Higher. Did you tell him, like, your beard is tremendous? (laughs) I've worshipped your beard since I was a kid. Do you know what? He actually... The cool thing was, he actually looked like George Lucas. It was the whole kit, the beard, the check shirt. Oh, the checker shirt, yeah, yeah. Everything, yeah, the whole thing. His whole look is like a gimmick now. Yeah. It's, it was, 
it, it was it was brilliant. Uh, and I've I was fanboying out too because we got to see the uh, the cast and crew premiere of the film in uh, in London at the um, at the Odeon Leicester Square. It was real showbiz, almost as showbiz as this. So you record. I wonder why you were recording the voice if in the next room Williams was doing the uh, marketing deal for the pinball machine. <laughs> that would have been nice. Could have been. Could have been. maybe John Papaduke was in the next room while you were doing those those takes. Well, John Williams apparently was was downstairs in the big studio because um, they they were kind of moving from the one studio to the other to record the soundtrack. A different. That's a different Williams. Mm, it is a different Williams. I just call him God. Yeah, that works. Wow! <laughs> oh, he's come on. Name name someone. Come on. When it comes to blockbuster scores that people remember, is there anyone even close? Godfather. Godfather. Uh, not Godfather. Uh, yeah. Uh, da, 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 you know the the music from the the Italian music from uh, the Godfather. Mm. You know, Scarf. You know the Scarface Godfather. Yeah, yeah, Scarface. Yes, yeah, Scarface Godfather. Same movie. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Though, what, the, what were we the talking mafia, about? Yeah. While you're saying about really amazing scores, I'm a big, like you were saying, a big John Williams fan. And I got to, because of the connection and with, you know, the the, the movie and voice acting and bits and pieces, um, the, the people that do the live shows with Star Wars, they, they heard that I was a fan. And they asked me to host a Star Wars symphony live at the Royal Albert Hall. I mean, you know, I'd have paid good money to be there. But I couldn't see the show because I was hosting it. And th- my mom was very proud that day. She had a <laughs> box at the back of the Royal Albert Hall. We, there were five 5,000 people there. And I had the best seat in the house. Um, you know, I pr- I pr- probably would have got tinnitus now, right at the front of that orchestra. <laughs> I, I, was your, I was your super showbiz host taking you through the Star Wars universe. It, it was, oh, my God. If we do it again, please come over. No. <laughs> my wife would love to go to England. It's just... Like when when he would have the school band play with the orchestra, and it's like, uh, stop playing all that crap. Get get to like the movie themes. Like then they yeah. play like Star Wars or something. Like, yeah, yeah, all right. And, but it would invariably suck because they were you know, like the school band. Once we had the the Navy band showed up and played at our high school, and they're like, oh god, this is incredible showmanship. And they just started playing movie themes. Like, ah, oh, yeah, it's it's the best. There's uh, did you ever see? I'm um, sidetracking. Did, did you ever see uh, Prince play live at the Super Bowl with the with the uh, the college marching bands walked yes. on? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, goosebumps. Good old Prince. Uh, Queen. Queen. Great sound. Great great soundtrack. Oh, yes. They were two for two with the movies. So the, the yeah. Yes. Him, I what I would do for a Queen pinball machine right now. Oh, well, I agree. Yeah. Lame segue here. So if you were to get a Star Wars comic book edition home pin, sure. you would have to pay this large 25% tariff. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Bruce, explain it to me. You're Mr. International Trade Guy. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, every entertainment form of product that is made in the united states is now getting a tariff to europe i don't know about is is the uk included still because of it is yeah Cur- so, currently currently yeah. but it won't be in another what two or three months no well, it won't be well if, the truth is we don't actually know right I, right I know, now nobody quite, knows. yeah <laughs> quite, quite simply if if a pinball machine lands from the u.s to the uk right now We'll pay an extra twenty-five percent of the cost on top of the regular price. So over here in the UK, a Star, say a, a, a Stern Pro would be six thousand six hundred pounds, and with the extra tariff, that takes it to I think eight thousand two hundred pounds. Ouch! That's a big yeah. Hit. 
And so it's it's pretty tricky because we people everyone's a you know everyone's an expert but the truth is nobody really knows and what officially what happens is once the UK leaves the EU in January you'd think well common sense says that way we're not in the EU so the tariffs would be lifted so we go back to regular prices but the truth is we don't know yeah we really don't know. So uh, at the moment, um, I know the distributor that I get stuff from over here. They are not bringing anything in until un- until next year. They're not doing that. They're just they're not touching anything. It could re- it could really affect the industry. But it could actually help the English a lot if they get rid of the tariff because then people will start yeah. taking the tunnel to get their pinball machines. Well, yeah, that was the that was my logic too, and I think I'm not entirely sure whether this is correct but i get the feeling that actually um it, it's it's from the point of origin so i i don't know how that I, the truth is i don't we don't yeah, but if you think we about don't it, fully know. if you if you bought a game let's just say this if i was in france yeah and i went to england to bought a pinball machine and put it in the back of my van i wouldn't get tariffed yeah well that's that's my logic too exactly. but I, I heard yeah I, I, there was there was some kind of contrary opinion to that about depending where it comes from originally that doesn't i mean what you said to me makes sense yeah and if i was in france that's what i would hope for as well do they have like a border patrol though or anything there is so it's not like going into canada like you could just drive right in yeah you can yeah well i don't know what's going to happen they've talked about this now and maybe mark will give us more information is there going to be a border patrol now between england and france well, in in terms of in terms of checks and customs, yeah. Yes. absolutely, I mean, yeah. I mean, they, they would do that anyway. The yeah. problem that's going to happen is the system. Because right that now, you have, right now, you have free borders. Yeah. Yes, the, 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 the issue that's going to happen is the system that's the, the new system that's in place as England at the moment you can kind of go from England to you know through the tunnel or, yes. or onto a ferry and we're all part of the, the same you know we're, yeah. we're part of the EU so you're okay. Yeah. The problem now will be we will just be another country. So there'll be all these extra checks that need to be in place, and the the computer system that should be there to trial isn't even ready yet. Excellent! Hey, what could go wrong? Nothing! <laughs> Join us for a world of misery. They did, um on the, on the French side, a week or so back, they did a little test uh, just to see what would happen with the current setup, and there were 50-mile tailbacks. <laughs> oh, God. What could possibly go wrong? And on the bordering Kent, hey, welcome to the fun pimple show. On the bordering Kent, there, there's actually, well, the, there, there will be a border in Kent where lorries that travel into Kent will have to have their papers ready oh, uh, as you go. Oh, I know it's, it's, it's a shame, but hopefully is. everything will get sorted out. What the hell, man? Your country's more screwed up than our country. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> on the on the plus side. Yeah, on the plus side, it, it could be that there's, it, it well, it could be there's a massive resurgence in secondhand pinball machine sales. Mm-hmm. Yes, it but could be. Uh, yeah, I mean, the other thing as well, if you're a if you're a manufacturer over here and you felt that you were being protected by the tariff over, you know, that was in the EU, you might actually not want it to go. I mean, hopefully, what will happen is it'll all just get lifted and we we carry on all being happy friends. That's that's what we hope, really. Mm-hmm. Now, is the tariff towards Australia, is it just U.S. products or is it other countries besides the U.S.? This particular one is, uh, a, yeah. is a U.S. based thing. Okay, I didn't know because I was worried about if uh, Australia had the same thing because of health. You said entertainment. 
So just for entertainment originating in the U.S.? Well, it's it's, it's more than that. It's more than that, but it was a basic breakdown. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. They also are tariffing liquor and other stuff like that also. Like Jack Daniels went up humongously. Jack Daniels' value, they said, went down 3% because Jack Daniels is one of the most popular imported whiskeys into the EU. Are they tariffing porn? Oh my God, I hope not. <laughs> it's an entertainment thing, right? It is. Your side career own. is still safe, Bruce. <laughs> they, they, they have their own. They have the Netherlands. They're good with porn. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I just I just looked here because I'm waiting for Guns N' Roses CE. Oh. So, yeah. Oh. Bend over, sir, and accept your punishment. Oh, my God. Welcome to the jungle, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the price increase, baby. Yeah. So How much is that going to be? Well, it, it will go from 12 to <gasps> it would add an extra 3,000 pounds onto the price of the game. Wow, that's a it, heavy it, game. It, it, would, it would take it to 15,000 pounds. Oh, my God. Now, God. the distributor over here, they've basically said their customers will have two choices. They will either say, well, you can pay an extra £3,000 for the same thing, or they'll just give you your money back. Wow. Mm. Have you played Guns N' Roses yet? No, no, no. there aren't any. No, I haven't reached here yet. It's good. Have you? Yes. Oh, it looks like an absolute sh- you know, showstopper. It's good, but... But it's Bruce, so... <laughs> There's always a but... <laughs> There's no – it's all just flapping the ball around. It really is. It's an experience, Bruce. It's an, ex- it's an experience, Gene Simmons, yes. <laughs> yes. That's Gene. right, Bruce. It's the KISS experience. Get that at KISSonline.com. <laughs> no, it, it's it's more of an experience yeah. immersion game. So if you're if you're into your your Star Wars sound in, in improvements in IMAX Star Wars, you'll love this game. Yeah, I get the feeling that that's what I was hoping for, really. I'm not a tournament player. I'm just a, a regular pinball guy that wants to um, spend, say, 10, 15 minutes really being immersed in theater, in this you know, spectacle. And it seems that's exactly what this is. But, so, Dude, what's that? If, you, if you love multiball, you, this is a game <laughs> for you. This is a game for you. Yeah, so I hear. Oh, it is. Multiball heavy, but fun. I'm looking forward to hearing the 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 sound on the CE because that's the uh, it's a really nice innovation for this, the topper coming with an extra sample. The extra wattage in the head, yeah. like pointed at your your head. I get it blow, in the head all the time. Uh, <laughs> blow your face off, sound. Yeah. <laughs> Is it like those? What was the old commercials? Was it Memorex or what, what was the one where the guy getting his hair blowed back? The Fly. guy in the chair. Yeah, the guy in the chair and his tie is like flapping behind him because it's just the power of the sound. Yeah, right at the Valkyries, and there was a it was it's a commercial, an old TV commercial, and it and the idea is that it'll just basically blow your face off. And there was a guy sat in a chair, and the louder the the sound got, the further back his hair blew, and and then uh, the wine I, glass would slide, and he caught the yeah. wine glass. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was an epic TV commercial. It was. It's worth Great bringing back cassette tapes just to be able to do those ads again. No. No, it's all digital now. <laughs> no. No more media. Sorry. A track is the way to go, baby. A track. Future. <laughs> that's the, that's the way to listen to Kiss. Yeah. Click. <laughs> <laughs> I want to rock and roll. 
Click all night and party every day. Somebody <laughs> attracts you, hit the button to go to a certain. Like you could skip tracks. Yeah. Yes. Instantly. Yeah, yeah. Four, and, four tracks. and boom. And there it goes. Like, how does it know? It's magic. It's magic, Ron. So I was a little kid then. It's just like, how does it know? I, with the cassette, I have to like fast forward, rewind, fast forward, rewind to find the spot. This just knows. It's amazing. It's just incredible. It's technology, Ron. The, the, when I worked at a radio station, when I started out, the um, the radio station there, they played all the commercials and the jingles off tape cartridges. And it worked kind of like an 8-track machine would have worked, I guess. Basically, it's a big loop of tape. But every now and then, a commercial would just go completely down the crapper because the, the tape would like get chewed up in the machine as <laughs> it's playing out loud. Welcome to WKOMA, Coma Radio. All dead artists, all the time. If they're living, we ain't playing them. W O L D. It's old people's music, folks. W O L D. Okay, let's a uh, little follow up since we we forgot to mention the tariff last week. Yes. So some more follow up about Replay Foundation. Go listen to the Eclectic Gamers podcast if you want to hear some uh, Dennis Dennis Creasel's views on what they should have done. The hammering he hammered down on people, which was very interesting. And one thing we didn't mention that this affects whipped, yes. which is the, the women's pinball championships. They're going to have to find a new home because they were at replay FX. And one, I didn't hear anyone mention the New York city pinball championships. Yes. For those who don't know the first year they had the New York city pinball championships, the game selection was <laughs> sketchy. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of them, they had to bring their own games Mm-hmm. A lot of them were just routed games that they yes, pulled they and tried to games. get ready. Uh, most of the newer Sterns were okay, but some of them were kind of rough. And they knew that was an issue. So they addressed it the next year by hiring Papa to basically supply all their games and bring them down, which just made it better. And they could concentrate more on the show because they didn't have to worry about the games. It was beautiful. Perfect arrangement. But now all those games are sold at this point and gone. And one's getting picked up today. And one's getting... oh. Yes, that is true. We could talk about that. I love <laughs> it. You just get... in the middle of my thing, you just interrupted. Well, it, you were talking about games being sold. Yeah, that's but you just interrupted it. Yeah, and that's nice. That's that's yeah. Bruce. Yes, that's Bruce. So, New York City Pinball Championships are going to have to find either going to be bringing their own games or get a different yeah. supply. I, I'm just I'm, I'm afraid the quality may go down of the show if they can't get. They're not going to be able to get because it's not just we always say the Papa games. They were always tweaked to perfection to start. Like, you didn't have to do anything. They yeah. would just show up, and you literally just maybe adjust a tilt bob, and you're done. It's ready to go. It's like plug-and-play. If there was ever plug-and-play games, there were Papa games. So I, I'm curious to see what they're going to do. Almost like Bruce games when he brings them to tournaments. What have you got left, Bruce? Oh, I got probably almost 30 games. I've been buying games. <laughs> but, uh, right in the room right now I'm sitting at is uh, there's Attack from Mars, my Nine Ball, my Batman 66, Lord of the Rings is in the house. In the garage, oh, it's filled now because we finally got rid of our storage bay. So uh, everything is at the house, which is Memory Lane, Big Game, Hot Dog, and... Gamatron 2. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was a sequel? Uh, well, I was unaware of this person. No, the Gamatron 2 is number Lucky 2. Up. I own fully. ACDC, Metallica, all my games from the bar are still. I did not sell anything. Harlem Globetrotters is still here. Uh, 
I've actually bought games. Uh, Ali is now here. Ryan C. Shitsilva is here. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a lot <laughs> Shitsilva. We got a ton of it. But I've not gotten rid of anything. I know I should, but I can't. And then I, I tried to bid on something from last week, Ron, and I'm still dicking around with that. Oh, the, the thing we edited out that I'm yes. not supposed to say what game it is. Yes, not a, still dicking around with that. But uh, Zach, our own Zach, played yesterday in a tournament. You got tournaments happening? Yes. How? Where? A online tournament. Oh. A head-to-head tournament where people play in their own house mm. versus someone else. In their own house. In their own house. Or location. One of them yes. was actually in a location. It was in a location. And it, basically doing the old heads-up format, but with a twist. Yes. Which I kind of liked. I liked it, too. Just to explain, the heads-up format would be, let, let's pretend we have no COVID. It would be like uh, me and Bruce are playing stars, and we're standing right next to each other playing two stars machines. Yep. And we have a goal of who gets special. Whoever gets yep. special first. And they start a timer, go. And then the person finishes first, his timer stops. And he and wins. doesn't finish until they finish, or if they drain out of their game and end their game, their time stops. And then... Their times are in a whatever tier they were playing in. A, the goal was in a tier one, two, three. Was there four? Okay, I think when Bruce is three. explaining his pin clash with no segue at all, he just went yes. into. I was trying to explain the original rules would be just whoever finishes first, you win. I'm exhausted. Yeah, see? See what, see. see what you're doing to Mark? And it was usually two out of three, and there'd be three challenges. So if you won like the first two, they wouldn't bother with the third one. Yes. So what they did in pin clash is basically the same thing, but. It's hard to sync people up the exact same time because one's yeah. you know in another end of the country than the other one, etc. So they have each have their own timers and they go and they have judges that are watching everything. Yeah, I was gonna say you need some kind of oh, yeah. system. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there was. It was very good. Carl D'Angelo's background system. They had a set of judges. They, they had and, and if worst case scenario, they could look at the the VOD, the actual video, because everyone was streaming. So you had to you know this was streamed. So say me and Bruce are playing stars for the same goal, and I get special within two minutes. And then he gets it in two minutes and 30 seconds. Or no, that's not a good thing. Say I get it in under two minutes, and he gets it at 2.30. They would have different tiers, like zero to two minutes, or you get it, or under two minutes, you get this many points. Between two and three minutes, you get this many points. Between three and four minutes, like if we both finished, like say I, I did it in... 45 seconds, and he did it in 46 seconds, we're still tied. It's the same points, yeah. Because the same points. Mm. And that was the nice part. So people weren't getting blown yeah, out I, immediately. Yeah. You know, they weren't losing like the first two, and they're done. This so is Zach, more fun. This yes, is a fair way doing it. It's a fair yeah. way. And Zach qualified. Zach qualified. And uh, he only lost by five points in the first round. He lost by five points in the first it was round. The closest, it was the closest first round. Yep. It's close. And it went. What, what was the game? Was it Stars? Uh, no, it was uh, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. All right, the new one. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Cool, blimey! It's a blooming dinosaur. Jeez, they could have used you too for the game. <laughs> <laughs> the Australian accent in the game is like, oh, it's like something I would do. Crikey! Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Mary Poppins! God bless her Majesty. <laughs> so yeah, he had the closest round. Unfortunately, he lost it. But we're very proud of our own uh, Zach here for qualifying. And 
And and the finals, to the surprise of absolutely no one, no one was Escher Lefkoff versus Raymond Davidson. Yes. And they, they instead of three challenges, they went to five for the finals. Yes. And they both had four out of the five challenges were perfect. perfect. Meaning perfect. They, they got them under whatever the first tier was of time. But Raymond had trouble with the, I can't even pronounce it. It's one of the design d- dinosaurs. A fifty million pterodactyl. P- p- yeah. p- p- pterodactyl. No, yeah. I can't remember what it was called. It's impressive so far. But uh, he um, and that that was the deciding factor. Mm-hmm. So Escher wins a thousand dollars. Oh, nice, nice win. Yes, and uh, Zach today is headed down to Papa Land. He's going to Pittsburgh. He's going to Pittsburgh to pick up one of his Grail games, which we we won't we won't spoil it. We'll let we'll let him tell us, but we'll let him tell us. Yes, but uh, it's one of the ones he's been going after for a while. So, actually, what we should do is um, let's let's uh, start a pool on when he'll sell it. <laughs> no, I think this one will be a keeper. Re- really, I think he'll keep this one for at least at least a year. At least a year. Okay, I'll go with yeah. that. I'll go with that. I wonder if the tariff applies to secondhand games. I don't know. It's just, mm. <laughs> we'll find out. We, we can yeah. mail you one. Yeah. yeah if, if you can stick, just stick it in some hand luggage, I'll take it. Yeah, there you go. So, Mark, what pinball machines do you own or have you owned? Oh, well, the, the, the first one was Aerosmith. Was it was Aerosmith? Pro, pro, I, I always loved John Ball games. And I just there was a friend that had an Aerosmith Pro. And I just went, well, yeah, it played so well. And it looked like new. And it's it still has, I think, the best toy that I've seen in a pinball machine in recent years. That toy box is so much fun. Uh, yeah, but Aerosmith Pro. Um, then, because well, I you know work in animation, I wanted an animation-based game, and a Family Guy machine um, came up. All like, right, hey. all right, very good, Peter. <laughs> so I, I I picked that up, and then. Uh, then the next one was the one that I that really got me back into pinball at, at a local barcade, and that was Attack from Mars. So I got the it was the limited edition of, okay. uh, from Chicago Gaming, which is just it's so good. It is such a great machine, and that top is a stack of fun. Then at Expo, the first Expo I went to in 2018, uh, that was the one where they re- uh, Chicago Gaming released Monster Bash, uh, their LE version of it. And again, my God, the version that what they did with that, with the LED lighting, the, the RGB lighting, and the every element—it's it, a beautiful game. So, Aerosmith, Family Guy, Attack from Mars, Monster Bash. Then there was Star Wars Home. Um, I picked up a Beatles Gold Edition, which is—it's fun. It's—it's—it's it's, it's fun as part of a collection. Um, a Batman Premium, which again, oh my God, Jerry Thompson's sound work on on that, and oh, and Chris yeah. Franch's artwork. My yes. God. It's it's just a even if you never play it, it's an absolute showpiece. It's beautiful, and then uh, for obvious reasons and the fact that it's a really fun game, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I've got a pro of that, and um, yeah, and that's also had the the epic sound upgrade mm. with with the uh, stadium grade speakers and amp. It, it really it sounds it sounds fantastic. And the van upgrade. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, gotta talk about the van. Okay, I didn't even know this. I was being discreet, Ron. The van on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, obviously on the pro version, the balls don't bail out on the side of it. 
as they do with the, the premium NDLE. And I was just doing a good bit of gentleman's dusting at the top of the machine and happened to see that the van at the front, which you don't normally get to see when you're playing from the, you know, the, the regular um, standing position of pinball player, the front of the van it has some really nice detail on it. It's got some, it's got some nice molding and some stickers and things. It looks really good. And I just thought, well, can't we turn it around to make it just face the player? So Pinball Phil, my, my pinball guy, he, uh, he basically unscrewed it all, turned it around, and it looks so good. It really yes, it elevates. It, it, you've seen the pictures. Yeah. I sent you the pictures, Ron. It really elevates that section. Uh, for, the, for the premium and the LE, it's essential that it's the direction that you get in. But just as a fun mod, and all you're doing is really moving it around a little bit, it looks really nice. And also, it kind of it feels like that area of the game now breathes a bit more. Because instead of the fan being side on, you just see a bit more of that space. Uh, it works so well. So now I'm going to see if we can get the, uh, the lights, the lamps at the front of the van that normally you wouldn't see. Uh, see if we can get those lit up too. I'm, I'm getting go. into mod territory now, but yeah, it looks it looks really nice. It's a it's a really nice little mod. Like how many people even realize it has the logo? Yeah, but it, it looks it looks great. And there's like a, a spare tire at the front of the thing too. It, it looks it looks really good. It's funny you said gentleman's dusting. That almost sounds like a porn term. Oh my! <laughs> I I gave it a touch of gentleman's dusting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! The state of my turtles. Oh, and of course, Family Guy is your favorite game, right? Come on, come on, admit it, admit it. Little Stewie here, my playfield. Let, let it go. Yeah, but uh, have you played Turtles? I have. Okay, that didn't sound good. No, no, it's not. I like board games. I own two. That one, uh, I don't know. It just, good old honest Bruce. It's just, they're tight. The shots are tight, and the ramp, the right ramp is just not, it's not in a sweet place. And I understand, he's trying to make everything different, and I appreciate that, but... Different? The upper left is trying. I, I know that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I agree. But it just, it, it just seems like he just went hodgepodge into everything, like, you know... The spinner's views from X-Men, which was Twister. And let's, you know, let's reuse my shots and everything. Yeah. He's made a lot of games, Bruce. I know he has. And there's only so many things you can do with that play field. I'm just saying. Well. <laughs> a, a well, then explain Richards. Keith Elwin, then. Well, these yeah, exactly. games are totally Steve, different. It, it's like he's done three games, Bruce. Calm down. And, and Steve Ritchie's fucked up a pretty good game last time with that Star Wars. So, you know, he, you know, he could show you that. He could really screw up hey, something. Hey, Steve Ritchie went at least, I counted, almost seven or eight games in before he started copying himself. I know that. I agree. But I'm just stating he really fucked up with Star Wars. And, you know, let's see Shut what happens up. next. Shut he up. He did! Star Wars is a very serviceable play field. Very nice. Shoots, shoots well. That's what you want. Serviceable. Serviceable. Yeah, it's not, not enjoyable. Uh, not fun to play. Serviceable. <laughs> well, I am, I am loving my home. Genuinely, not, not trying to be a company boy, but I really am enjoying that Star Wars, that home. And um, I don't know, maybe clearly there's, I've got a, more of a self-interest than most people because I'm in it. Mm. But I, I've had a stack of fun with, with that title. I mean, yeah, there are some tough shots. I mean, there, there really are some tough shots in it. Do you talk back to yourself when you're playing it? Do you like the, do your <laughs> I, own calls yes, back yes, to yourself? Yes, I do. I, I yes, argue. Nice. I always yeah, wondered if yeah. I would do that. If I was in a game, if I like just talk to myself. 
Choose your turtle. Leonardo, Donatello, Barry Manilow. Yeah, the whole thing. <laughs> that would have been fun. I would have picked Barry Manilow, definitely. Barry Manilow in a second. <laughs> for, your, for your dear listener that has a turtles at home or on location, would you like to know the super secret flipper code? What's the super secret flipper code? It's an almost exclusive. The super secret flipper code Make a note, kids, if you stand in front of your machine during the attract mode, if you hold the two flippers together during attract mode, then treat the left flipper as the input button, the right flipper as the confirmation button. So we press the two flippers together, then we press the number one with the left flipper, then right to confirm, then nine flipper touches on the left-hand side, then right to confirm, then seven on the left-hand flipper, then right to confirm, then one more right flipper push to finish it. So it's basically 197. That's the flipper code. And when you type that in during a track mode, it will take you to a super secret video of me in the studio recording the voice track. Nice. <laughs> what initials are those? So that's, let's see, I'm, I'm doing that in my head. A. A. Nine, nine is, is I. A, B, C, no. D, E, F, G, H, I, it is I, and seven okay. is A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A, I, G. Just see what he's done, Bruce? He's turned a simple three numbers into the Da Vinci Code of flippers. Now you see what I have to deal with all the time. Thank well, you. That, Thank that's you how they usually do up. it. It's initials. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. See how now I go. Now this is what everyone sees, what I deal with. You know, everyone says, I'm the pain in the ass. Oh, I'm you are. the prima donna. You are. No. You are. We have guests on. Can't we just enjoy it for the fun that it is? No, he cannot. He just, he just has to. <laughs> we'll have a guest on. The... Like, what do you think of this game? Oh, it's the most incredible, awesome game. It's an incredible experience. I absolutely love it. What do you think of it, Bruce? Uh, I think it lacks texture. So today we have a guest on. <laughs> Our guest today was in this game. What do you think of it, Bruce? It's a pile of Jesus! Oh my God! No, I love the sounds. I love the shot. I love the shots on the left. I love it too. I don't like the shots on the right hand side. The right hand side just. Can we just agree the pro is better and leave it at that? The pro is there. You go. There you go. The pro is. I really love my pro. I'm also a big fan of Jeremy Packer's of Zombietti's art. I mean, he's done such a great job on that machine. I, I really love the pros, uh, the art package on that, too. I mean, they're yeah, all good, but my favorite is the... I like the cab, actually, better yeah, on me the... Yeah, yeah I, I, love, I love the fact that the logo is on the on the pro version. But just, what, what Zombietti's done on that thing is terrific. And on the pro version, you see more of the art. Because without the, without the glider... The glider map, of yeah, doom... Exactly, Ron. The Glider of Doom. Without the Glider of Joy, you without the Glider of Joy there, you uh, the Glider basically is on top of some artwork and also on top of the two times playfield target. Mm -hmm. So without that there, um, obviously that means you don't have the Glider, but you see more artwork, which I really like as a personal choice. I I really enjoy just seeing more of the artwork and seeing the target too. It's really it looks so nice. Also, hidden secret. When we did the little move the van mod and took the van off, there's even more art underneath the van, which I guess you can't could see. be. Yeah, which normally you you wouldn't see. And you know what? It looks terrific even without the van. Mm -hmm. And of course, it would still function without the van. I'm not suggesting do that, but I was tempted to do that because <laughs> it <laughs> looks really because because it looks like a, an even more open play field. But um, I, I was I was surprised at just how much detail 
was underneath that. There, and when you get really up close to it, on some of those plastics right at the back, there's even more detail and small little bits of fun that, that he's put in there. It's, it's a great-looking game. So do you have any John Borg stories for us? Oh, me? Oh. <laughs> really? Uh, well, there was a, I was actually talking to him last night, uh, but this is a different uh, John Borg story. I, right, for the record, I think John, John is awesome. But there was a funny moment a few months ago. I noticed that John was online on Facebook, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to send him a message saying just how much I'm enjoying the game. I'm proud as hell that I'm part of this thing. I love his work. I love Turtles. And, you know, I just want to say thanks. So I, I said, hi, John. He went, oh, hi, how you doing? I said, great. And um, I said, um, I'm really enjoying the game. He said, oh, it's great to hear. And I said, uh, yeah, I said, I'm, I'm very proud to be your voice guy. He went, oh, right, you a voiceover guy? I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, oh, anything I'd know? I said, yeah, I'm the voice of your Turtles guy. <laughs> It was one of those moments, you know, look, he's a busy guy and we'd never really spoken in in that way before, but it was, um, he was great. I just, I just, we just started chatting from, from then and we were talking yesterday about just um, bits and pieces to do with turtles too. And, uh, but yeah, I thought that was quite fun. At first he had no no clue that it was me that's actually in his game. (laughs) He said, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who I think I am? <laughs> I, did, I did the voice of turtles in carpet commercials in the UK. It's very, very self-important. <laughs> carpet commercials, interesting. Bob's Carpets. Come on down and buy some carpets. Do you know that Brian Johnson did a Hoover ad of ACDC? I did not. Yeah. On the same day, he, he tried out for ACDC. Great story. Hoover, that would be a great. Yep, it's the greatest, greatest vacuum song you'll ever hear. Vacuum would be a great theme for a pinball machine. Look up Hoover and Brian Johnson on YouTube. It'll immediately come up. I will. Yes. It's the rest of my day sorted. (laughs) So, do you have any future? No, I know you don't. We don't want to ask you to give anything away, but are there feelers out there, hopefully, for another game? Couldn't possibly say. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. I couldn't pass. So I'd love to say, but due to non-disclosure agreements, I couldn't say because if I, I did, know those now. <laughs> For those at home, he means yes. yes. Did not say that. Didn't say he did that. Did not say that. But we're got to do this. Act sharp. Cannot confirm nor deny. Yeah. Can't confirm nor deny. This. I. I can't say anything in particular. The, I can tell you. That I'm working on. There's a game. I work on a lot of games and animation and TV shows and, and theme park stuff and all kinds of things. If it's got a voice in it, I'm probably part of it somewhere. Um, in fact, if you if you have any kids that grew up with Bob the Builder, I was the voice of Bob the Builder in America for about a decade. Did wow. you know that? Did not know that. Why would you know that? <laughs> I would never watch it. I have no kids. <laughs> that wouldn't be weird at all. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> What does Bob build? Anything? Anything you need. Okay. There's a, I had a guy come up to me at Comic-Con a couple of years ago, and, and he said to me, don't you think it's kind of weird that the American voice of Bob the Builder is voiced by a guy who is English in England, even though it's for America and he's not American? And I said, that's a really good point. I said, out of interest, did you realize that the voice of Scooby-Doo isn't actually performed by a dog? <laughs> what exactly yeah <laughs> you didn't quite get the nuance but they when we when i was working on a show called pingu this this penguin that basically goes nur, nur, 
Mr. Pingu! This stop motion thing. And um, they came into the studio and said, if you were going to be the voice of a, of a builder in America called Bob, how would that sound? And I said, how about, come on, guys, let's build this thing. I'm a made of cash union rules. Hustle! And he went, that's okay. Could he be like... Could it be Not higher? quite as angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Angry. And we, we tried. Hi, I'm Bob. Let's build a house. <laughs> Super. Oh, yeah. I said, how about somewhere in the middle? And in the end, we went with, hi, Bob, the builder here. Can we fix it? Yes, we can. Come on, Wendy, let's go. Today, we're going to build a concrete bridge, which is a real practical skill for a five-year-old, right? <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> I like the first voice better. It was angrier. Yeah. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that would have gone. Bob might not have lasted so long with that voice. No. I, I, I like that. You bastard kids, get out of my way! <laughs> it's, it's a surefire children's hit, Bruce. Exactly. Here you go. You, you want some useless animation trivia? I do. Are you folks familiar with the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I, I actually work with the guy that was in it. All right. So, in that movie, which is awesome, by the way, many yes. of your, your old time. Voice actors were in that kind of a last to rock as most of them were like 70 or 80 years old by that time. Yep. But you got like May Castell as uh, Betty Boop was in there and Mel Blanc was in there doing yes. all of his voices, yep. except one. There's one character in there that he normally did the voice for that was done by someone else. Can you name it? Oh, my word. Mm. No. No. And as a kid, I watched that and I, I picked it up immediately. Wait a minute. That's not right. That's not Mel Blanc. I could just oh. tell it wasn't him. Porky Pig? No, he did Porky Pig. Okay. Well, it wasn't, was it Tweety? No, he did Tweety. Yeah, he also did Bugs, and he did Daffy. Yeah, which was hilarious, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're, you're 70 Sam. Correct. Because yes. he couldn't do that voice as he got older because it killed his throat. Yeah. Uh, Great horny toads, you know, when you talk like that, you know, he couldn't, it, it would, like, it would hurt him, physically hurt him, so he couldn't. Say your prayers, you lop-eared varmint! Yeah. I'm blasting a smithereenies! You are despicable. This is the last time I work with someone with a speech impediment. Yes. I love that line. God. My favorite line. <laughs> this is the last time I worked with a nightingale. <laughs> He was a legend, Mel Blanc. He was a massive inspiration. He did everything. He's my yeah. hero. I just, just the range and what? He, he smoked till like 10 years before he died, which is incredible. Like, how do you, I would think that'd be bad being a voice actor smoking. Uh, that would not be advisable. Well, I, I got to, um, I got to meet Dom Messick, who was the original voice of Scooby-Doo. He's the guy that created that original character voice at an event in London when I was just starting out. And um, Dom Messick had given up smoking by then, but his smoker's cough, his smoker's kind of uh, cough, gave he gave him this really wheezy laugh, and which really helped him when he was the voice of Muttley. Yeah, in, in, in <laughs> yeah. So that that <laughs> I can't do it because I don't smoke. But yeah, that um, it, it, he couldn't do it anymore because he he he'd stopped smoking. What got you into doing voices? Uh, they were always my heroes. The people who are my heroes were always the people behind the scenes, the people that weren't necessarily the, the big star names. But it was the there were the same names that you'd see at the end or beginning of each of the cartoons or you know TV shows that you loved. So if things like Jim Henson or Mel Blanc or Doors Butler, it was Muppets and Flintstones and uh, you know old Water Brothers cartoons. It was it was 
I thought it was fascinating that there was a guy or a woman that this is what they did. It, it was so exciting to see the the face behind that voice. You know, when you, as a kid, when I saw Dom Messick, the voice of Scooby-Doo, appear on a little Chad show thing in the UK, and, you know, I'm a huge fan of Scooby-Doo, and they went, today I'm, our guest is Dom Messick. Tell them what you do, Don. He said, well, I'm the voice of Scooby-Dooby-Doo. <laughs> and my jaw kind of hit my knees because you go, oh, my God, it's him. Yep. And it, it just seemed like the, the coolest thing in the world. In the same way that I, I was always fascinated by watching documentaries about brilliant music producers or people in studios or special effects guys or, you know, um, Jim Henson and Frank Oz doing, you know, amazing puppet, uh, puppeteering. So I, I was more interested in the people doing the craft behind the scenes and that's how i got started i, I started in a radio station I, I like filing vinyl away there's some great bands under the letter k I, I i was filing all this stuff away in a vinyl library at the radio station and i would go and hide in the production studio to watch the voice guys and, and the women come in and just record commercials and i was fascinated by just learning how they do it and how you make yourself sound different and then Bit by bit, I became a producer, and um, I did a radio show for a few years. I got offered, I offered, I got offered a gig on on the national radio station here, the BBC station Radio One, and um, I turned it down because it was so early in my career, and I, I did, I just, I didn't mean no good. I was, I was so nervous at just the idea of it, and um, I, the, the guy that ran the thing, he went, "You're turning me down." <laughs> <laughs> Because they Are you a bloody like, idiots. <laughs> yeah, I, I said, well, I, I think I am. I said, I, I'm, I said, there's a benchmark that I should be at. I should. There's a there's a benchmark that I consider I should be at to try and do something on on a national level. I said, no, I, it's early in my career. This is right at the start. I, said, I don't think I'm there yet. And he and he said he, he you know really appreciated me saying that. And if I ever wanted to go and work there, just say and I I never did. And long story short, I left working at a radio station. And just animation had always been something that I adored. And I was getting okay at doing character voices and, and performing and acting. And I, I really focused on just getting getting into cartoons and animation studios and games. And it's it's gone okay. It's gone all right. That's cool. That's really cool. A happy ending. Oh, my. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love happy endings. Oh, oh God. <laughs> that, I mean, the, the first... I, the first film I ever got asked to be part of was, um, did you ever see Chicken Run? Oh, yeah. Old, old uh, animation movie from... Ardman. Yeah, yeah. Late, late, yeah, late, late, late 90s, yeah. Yeah. And I, right at the end of them wrapping up that production, I got asked, uh, I, I got a call saying, Ardman, they're just finishing up a thing called Chicken Run. They need extra cluckers. <laughs> and they you. said exactly yeah yeah, yeah. And, th and they said could you send um could you just send a reel of you clucking <laughs> so wow. i said yes i can uh, i thought well pretty much anyone that, that says they do this professionally should be able to do that yes. so I, I thought well let's show them that i really kind of get this so I, I um i sent them like a variety like uh like your everyday walking down the street chicken like and then nervous chicken because they, they can hear the farmer and then you know uh chicken about having its throat slit all this stuff and and i thought well that was you know they, I, I sent a whole collection of clucks 
what did you do at the office today? <laughs> and, then, and then I thought, well, you know, leave it with something memorable. Because, again, pretty much most people that say they do this should be able to do that. So I got hold of an instrumental version of Frank Sinatra, New York, New York. And I did five-part chicken clucking over this piece of music. It was... And I got it. <laughs> and I was in this, you know, super duper London audio movie studio and with Nick Park and Peter Lord from Ardman Animation, who are again are heroes of mine. Um, and anytime they wanted me to, to be a chicken, I would just hear, could we bring this Sinatra chicken in, please? <laughs> yeah, get him. He's good. A career was born. Yes, I think we have a title. Sinatra chicken. We do. Sinatra chicken. Start spreading the news. Thank you. Start spreading his feathers. Spreading the feathers. Yes. <laughs> Getting plucked today. Oh, God. <laughs> Again, another porn reference. Stop it. Yes. Oh, God. Uh, Bruce, did you know we're on Spotify now? Are we on Spotify? We're on Spotify. We've made the big time. We've made the big time. Now on Spotify. Yes. See, we're going to be world famous more now. More famous, more now. More now. So we had uh, a listener who clued Bruce in and like, you guys aren't on Spotify, you know? I'm like, oh, well, we, we need to be on Spotify. I asked Mr. Ron, who is our IT? Who doesn't pay attention, obviously, to what services we need to be on. Yep. I noticed uh, Stitcher is all screwed up. Oh, really? Yeah, it's like just random episodes don't show up. But if I go under the admin portal, they're all there. So I, I have no idea what's going on there. When do you go full on YouTube, Ron? Uh, we were on YouTube. We were on we YouTube. Back... We get like five views per video. Like when <laughs> we when we, when we put the podcast <laughs> up there, which is a pain because you gotta make it a video to get it put it on YouTube. So I would just. Well, that's what I mean, though. When when do we get full on? When do we get full on slam tilt video? Oh. oh God, no, no. My face is not meant for video. My face. I, I'm a voice guy. I'm a voice guy. <laughs> Bruce is he's, he's on there. He's on our YouTube channel singing. Oh, oh yeah, oh. singing his ELO. I watched that last week. I thought, I wonder if they're on YouTube. And I, I nearly, I, I lost a lot of sleep. I couldn't, I couldn't sleep after seeing that vision of Bruce singing Jeff Lynn. Oh, there's nothing wrong with Jeff Lynn. It was, I no, Jeff. there's not. I love Jeff Lynn. <laughs> Just I, me singing Jeff, is bad. <laughs> Jeff Lynn uh, grew up 15 minutes drive from where I am now. Oh. In Birmingham in the UK. Love Jeff Lynn. We know Bruce. Really? We're waiting for that ELO pen. <sighs> God, I would love that. That actually that'd would be, be pretty su- good. That'd be sweet. <laughs> that actually, I mean, that won't do it because it's too niche, but it would be awesome. Oh, be, no, a Queen would be the one I'd want to. If, if yeah, you're going to do a mu- another music, they already did. Mu- <laughs> kind of. Yeah. Well, no. Did you ever see Queen live? No, no. I actually had tickets back in 90, 90, oh. 91. I was getting. They were actually selling tickets in the U.S. Hold, 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 hold on, hold before on. Before he died. What, what, wait. Before he died. The last tour was in 86. Why would they be oh, selling they, tickets? In, in, in U.S., they were actually, the promoters, they were starting to talk about another tour. And they, right. in the uh, U.K., in, sorry, not, they were starting to try to get ticket sales for that. They were. Really? I actually had a ticket. Did you keep it? Right. That just seems no. crazy because he was near no, death Jeff at that point for them to even try that. No, they were trying because they, they, they knew that it was going to be the last 
you know, her, you know. Yeah, but what were they, they going to do? Wheel him out or something? Maybe. That's he was just bad. wrong. He was, bad. He was wow. really bad. I don't understand. That's yeah. That's that's the first I've heard of it. I, I through sheer fluke, I ended up seeing the last ever um, Queen show with Freddie Mercury. Oh wow! Oh, at, Neb- at that festival, the hundred thousand people or whatever, two hundred thousand. Yeah, hundred ten thousand people. I think it was. I'm I'm a dot somewhere on the front of of the live magic CD. What, but, was oh. he a dot? Could you see him? You could barely see the screen. Oh wow! Jesus, yes. But it was electric. It was. I mean, he, even though you could barely see the screen, he still owned that gig. Mm-hmm. You felt like he was talking, singing to you. It you was, felt it, it was his incredible. power. Yeah, and that's why we need a Queen pinball machine. Well, I heard even New Queen. You know, with. Uh... Adam Lambert no. is really good too. No, it really is. It, no, it, it, John, I don't care. It, it's not Queen. Yeah. Well, do you know what? I I did wonder about that, and I went to see them live, and it I've heard the same thing. It's away. incredible. Yeah, just don't, incredible. Just don't use the name. It just annoys me. <laughs> no. Adam, well, really, Adam Lambert and Queen. You know, yeah. I know that's how they yes. say it. Uh, yeah. That yeah. annoys me. It should be Queen with Adam Lambert. Yeah. Well, you know, they, what I like about Adam Lambert, he's not trying to be Freddie Mercury. He's not trying to be an impersonator, he's but he can still rock it. Yeah, yeah. And it's still, you know, it's still larger than life and campy and theatrical, but he can still rock it when he needs to. Yes. And somewhere right. John Deacon's like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a shame. I miss John Deacon. He's got a ton of money. He's all set. Yeah, he's he's like I'm retired. He's, he's got the songwriting credits for what? You're my best friend. Yep. Kind of magic. Another one bites the dust. Uh, he he's not doing bad. Can you imagine the? Can you imagine the the music you could have in a Queen pinball? Oh, don't oh, stop yeah. me now. I want it all. Oh yeah. Another one bites the dust. When you drain. <laughs> Even Flash Gordon. Seaside Rendezvous. No, it would be awesome. I would, I would love a. I mean, going, going, going back to um, unproductive speculation, and now unproductive speculation on the Slam Tilt Pinball Podcast. I w- about a year or so back, there was the rumor of a reskinned machine, wasn't there? With as a queen, as, as a Zeppelin machine, mm-hmm. a reskinned machine. I would, I would still be quite happy, you know, if they did that with Queen, uh, but did say uh, an all white cabinet like a night at the opera mm, there you go. that could look really epic well supposedly that was one of the highway games yes it was supposedly. that pinball brothers owns now well yeah. speaking of that oh so is alien coming out or what bruce they say it is and pinball brothers has been speculating the super awesome pinball show is pretty much mm-hmm. putting a picture of the alien egg thing yep. on, on their page and some people are saying that it's going to be a wide body. Some people say it's going to be redesigned as a Standard. narrow body. Yeah. But uh, the, the previous designer of the machine says he thinks it's going to be a wide body. So. That's... Yeah, I heard. I heard that interview. It's that. In fact, um, the guy that I, a friend that uh, does my pinball mods, actually used to work at Highway. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I mean, he doesn't know anything about this, but it was just. Uh, yeah, he he's got a few stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? You'll get paid in two weeks. You'll get paid in two weeks. Because <laughs> I know what Ouser did Queen for them. And then, you know, when they went out of business, I think, who is it either Deep Root? Someone tried to buy it. Yes. and they From got Pinball it. Brothers. And they were like, no. We know what we got. And the, the unproductive rumor was that Queen was going to be based on their live shows. Yes. Just which like, would uh, have been... Chamber. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which would have been that would have been terrific. Oh yeah, definitely. That would have been. Incredible. But Guns N' Roses beat him to that punch. 
Yes, they oh. did. Mm-hmm. There's room for more than one. There is. We've proven that music uh, pin cell. There can be only one. Get it, get it. Only one. Highlander, Queen, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Another classic film. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. I love that movie. <laughs> I love What's His so, Face, uh, the bad guy. Ron. Yes. We have new products coming out. We Ooh. have new products coming, like ones we're making? No, not oh. we, we don't make it. Oh, okay. Oh. There's new products on the market for your pinball machine, either to upgrade or make it work better, to restore your game and make it work better, oh. or just, I got to do this thing and na 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 na. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, first, um, a person in California is making stern cabinets narrow body and you can buy one for $795 with no art included wow. just a whole cabinet exactly the way it was made but with instead of with MDF he's using 14 with 14 ply Baltic birch plywood cool. Baltic birch yes Baltic mm. birch so $795 and he'll off he also offers the Stark uh, Stargazer and Backbox light insert boards if you need that from scratch also. Nice. So you can actually make your Quicksilver or Stargazer even better. Hmm. For $795, yeah. I'm pretty interested. The only thing that worries me, I sent you a link to the pictures, mm-hmm. is the hole for the shooter. The hole for the shooter. Oh, my. Shooter rod. Uh, yes. Are you looking? Are you looking I'm at it? I'm looking at it. It's a little... Oval. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, how does how's the original one look? It's round. Yeah. Hmm. And it's not that far over. Like if you look at the edge, it's a little too far to the right. But anal Bruce. Uh, anal Bruce is here as always. Oh, yeah, but, again. <laughs> but for seven hundred ninety-five dollars, and then you, he will ship. If that you know, if you want that option, so would you or would you not buy that for seven hundred ninety-five dollars? Uh, not really. I don't need any. Now, actually, maybe for Dragon Fist. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. The problem is, I don't know how to do stencils or anything like that, nor do I have interest. You have one person. Okay. I would buy it just because there's no tariff on it. <laughs> <laughs> and you can make your machine over here. I, I just <laughs> use it for storage for fruit. Fruits. <laughs> I, I don't need one. I'm thinking, look, it's a pinball thing I can get from the States. There'll be zero tariff. Right now, it's a happy thing. I'm going to store fruit and vegetables in it. That's a happy end. Sold. Hmm, I wonder, so if you bought enough parts from the U.S. to assemble your own game, could you get by without the tariff? Well, oh, yeah. that's the happy thought. That's the happy thought, but yeah. But I would buy two of these. I would, I would get one for Dragon Fist, and then I'd get one for Shit Silver. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mark's loving that shit silver. Shit silver? Poor, <laughs> poor shit silver. Shit silver. You only own a shit silver once. <laughs> uh, the next product out <laughs> is coming from the guys at Home Pin. Oh, Yay! no, no, not that one. Yes, Home Pin. You're kidding. This is the same company? It's the same The company. Thunderbirds people? The Thunderbirds people. We've always talked about how the Thunderbirds, you know, people. Always want to get into the secondary market for parts. They can make it cheaper. Hopefully, they can sell it to other yeah, manufacturers China. like Lockdown yep. Bars. Yes. Well, he made his first product and is offering it in Australia through the Australian uh, 
uh, guys that have the Williams parts that bought all the Williams parts from. Uh, you mean Wayne? Wayne. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. Okay. I can't remember the name of his company though. Yeah, I forget it it's either. It's something. Pinball something. Yeah. Uh, he is selling. They're selling the Transformer with the board on it for Stern Electronic Games from 1977 to. It's actually you can use the Bally. Tra- it's meant for Bally and Stearns. So they're the selling Stearns, Transformers. Transformers. Is this the Autobot or Decepticon version? It's the uh, no, 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 no. Trans. It's a Stern Transformer. Yeah. Okay. I had to say that. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna buy one and put it in my cabinet with the fruit. There you go, and you can start building your game. Uh, it's good for the Bally's up to 84, for the Stearns up to well, whatever they saw. 77, 78. A meteor. Meteors when they went down below. Right. Oh, they, oh, it's for the head. Yes, it's for the head. The head. But you could still use it if you wanted to. At the uh, on the older and the newer Stern electronic machines, but you just have to mount it differently. Mm-hmm. And it's available. You can buy it right now. How much would you pay for a brand new transformer and board, Ron? <sighs> I don't know. How much would I pay for it? I suck at pricing. How much would you pay if say if you needed one? Okay, the Rector Fire boards are seventy-five to eighty-five dollars. Really? They're that much? I thought they're okay. It's sixty-two is the cheapest, but I was just going by average. I don't know, one hundred fifty bucks. Uh, uh, how about five hundred and fifty dollars? What? I swear no, to God, that get is out! Yes, no. it's made in China. It should cost like ten dollars. What the hell? I agree. Five hundred and fifty dollars. Is that Australian? Uh, that's Australian, but still. Oh. Well, no, translate that. What is that in an American? Okay, it is $550. In U.S., it is $408. Wow, that doesn't help much. That's no. about, what's that, 350 pounds-ish? Yeah, about 350 to 325 pounds, yes. God. Yeah, for a transformer and board. How do you think they're going to sell those? Uh, probably yeah. not. I mean, you can get the rectifier boards. Yeah. How often the did the trans- transformer go bad? Uh, they say, you know, it, think about it. 40-year Transformers are starting to fail a little bit, so it's uh, a possibility, but uh, not, for, not for $408. Plus shipping. Don't forget plus shipping. <laughs> okay, Bruce, which do you think they'll sell more of? Those or Thunderbirds pinball? Uh, probably those. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're more desirable. <laughs> wow, that's a good question. I like even, that question. Even, even if you don't own a pinball machine, you would just buy the Transformer in preference. Mm-hmm. You would. And the third product from Stern Electronics, we have the little exclusive. We've been testing this for them. It is the VSU-2. Electric Boogaloo? Yes, it is. What is the VSU-2? What is that, Bruce? It is the drop-in replacement for the VSU-100. Well, I could have told you that. Oh, exactly. clearly. It is a, it's the first replacement speech synthesizer for the VSU-100 boards oh, in 40 okay. years. So every Stern electronic pinball machine that talks. Which would be Flight 2000, Freefall, Lightning, Split Second, Catacomb, Orbiter 1. Plus Ooh. Gamatron. Whoa. This is the yeah. one... This is the guy who made my Gamatron talk. Oh, 8.8 sales tax on New York orders. Bummer. Yes. We know where he's located. Bummer. We know he's in, he's in New York State, it, but it's $109. Now, everyone who usually has to get these boards repaired or fixed, 
the chips that are no longer available, that's the the S one four zero zero one A decoder IC. They're now going for like eighty five ninety dollars alone. So they are available for sale. The website is gladstone.com. G L O D S T O N E dot com. And you can order these up. We've been testing them for uh, these games, the Sanctum. Jim at the Sanctum is uh, tested these on his games, and we did some tweaks, and he's got them down perfect. And they even show some sound samples in the website below from the original to the replacement. The VSU-2 drop-in replacement for the VSU-100, now available at Gladstone.com. Gladstone.com, my favorite. And you get... uh, power diagnostics volume control you can actually adjust your volume for it's you know you can balance it the speech independent of the uh yes the sound so you can have ridiculously loud speech speech independent but for 109 dollars plus tax and you know and shipping that's a pretty good deal so definitely that's that's pretty cool finally your your machine can sound like speak and spell again yes exactly here we go and we're going to have them we're going to interview both of them in our next show, just so Ron knows now. Ron has, is hearing about this for the first time. Yeah, as that's usual. How I am with this. That's how you are. That's how I it's get quite a guess. well-organized machine, this thing. Oh, yeah, is, we are real, well-oiled, well-oiled machine. I love that speech, that, that speech board. It, it sounds terrific. It just, it's everything you want from a classic retro machine. It's 80s. It's true. Yeah, it's, I love it's, how it's, all it's, their schemes still sounded this. Like, they didn't even try Berserk. different voices. No, Berserk. Oh, all the stern. Coin speaking. detected in pocket. Yep. Yes. Multi- multiple. <laughs> Jesus, going to kill myself. Ruin my friend. <laughs> but uh, if you have a Gamatron, you can also use this on there. He actually has a speaking and saying Gamatron. So that's kind of cool. All right, Bruce. Are you ready for the moment we've all been waiting for? Moment? <sighs> yeah. Trippy pre-voting. Yes, Twippy previewing has now changed. Uh, what? Ah, oh, did you know about this? So first to explain, the Twippies are the This Week in Pinball Awards that everyone wants to get, including Bruce. Yeah, me too. I just want to be on the show and just like, you know, say, uh, I'm accepting this Twippy, but I'm not, and I'll break it right in half. Oh, jeez. Best voice work. So Mark could win that. I have the claim to fame that I was the voice of the Twippy announce- the announcer guy last year. Or oh. this year, rather. Nice. The Twippies 2020. So you got to do like Twippies 2021 pre-voting. <laughs> yeah, let, let me give it for free. And now, get ready for action with the Twippies 2021 pre-voting thing. <laughs> pre-voting vote, thing. <laughs> vote for Ron. Vote for Bruce. No one else. The pre-voting is now started, so if you go to okay, okay. This Week in Pinball. How do you pre-vote? You can... How do you vote before you vote? Well, what you're doing is voting for the pull-down tab. They're narrowing the field. So they're narrowing it. Basically, so... this is to get your nominees. Yes. So and you can just put nominees. anything in there. And yes. yes. We're hoping that you guys vote for us. I'll clearly vote for you. Absolutely, yes. No one else. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any other people, and you are my my premium vote. That's it. Uh, All right, poor guy, <laughs> poor guy. That's it. But yeah. they changed the rules, Ron. What, what for are the they... finals? Okay. What What are the rules of the finals? So now it is like the MLB Major League Baseball MVP awards. So for first place, you get three votes. 
for second place, you get two votes. And for third place, you get one vote. If you get fourth or below, you get nothing. But now, second place, if you get a ton of second place votes... You could win. You could win still. See, so we're in. This is our year to shine, baby. Or how, do you, how do you get to the damn page that has the voting? Am I missing this something weekend. here? Oh, click this where weekend. it says "click here to vote" with an exclamation yeah, point at the end of it. This is our <laughs> IT guy. This is the guy I who love, didn't have us on Spotify. Don't forget, I this mean, is the guy who did not have us on Spotify. Fight me! <laughs> I'm impressed by Bruce's uh, his his aspiration. I want to be a number two. Uh, I am a number two. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am the middle finger, and then now I'm going to be the number two. <laughs> the funny thing is, you have to read the. Um, there's a PDF that comes with it of whether they're eligible or not. So even though you see them in the drop down, it's just someone might have stuck them in there and they're not eligible. Yeah, like for a podcast, are. you must have done I think at least five yep. episodes, so you can't couldn't put like you know one episode out. And one say, episode. Hey, I'm yeah. a podcaster and have like you know the most famous screwy band plan, guy. Man. Yeah. Okay. Are Are you ready, Bruce? Oh yes, I'm ready. Are you ready, Mark? I'm I'm raring. Raring. Yeah. Let's see. Favorite pinball streamer. And I'm not going to go through that because the drop down has like 30,000 things on it. Yeah. We know what that's going to be. Well, it's going to be Dead Flip. You're going to win. But, yes. I mean, and really, I mean, he, he streams every day. How could you not? I, I don't know. The only know. other one that I would vote for, and I know who I'm going to vote for for streaming. Now, is it best Twitch or is it best streamer? Streamer. Okay. I'm going for IE Pinball. Yeah. Because he has the most incredible look what he did yesterday yeah that that was impressive that's still counted towards this and year, i've ripped so... all my equipment off from him yep we, everybody I, I just ask him what do you has. use and and that's what i use he's using green screen he's using everything you know so you know so okay the next one i'm gonna skip because i feel i cannot answer it being that i'm in the category that would be favorite pinball podcast which is us or possibly Silver Ball Chronicles. Yeah, you can Silver vote for that, too. No, 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 no. Don't split the votes. We're, we've been around fucking longer than Silver Ball Chronicles. Okay, vote for Silver Ball Chronicles for third, then, or something. Yes, yeah, third, okay. yes. Okay, you happy? Yes, perfect. I'm voting for King Cromwell. <laughs> <laughs> you can get him for number two, yes. <laughs> Ken's awesome. Oh, Ken is awesome. Yes. Favorite pinball YouTube channel. <clears throat> I don't even. It had probably be straight down the middle, but they don't do it lately. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but the ones they have done have been entertaining. Yeah, like this have. year, how many have they done this year? They've done they've done a number of them. Plus, they've done okay, the so. um the stuff. They've done all the stuff for Jersey Jack, which was yeah, exactly which, true. Good. So, to be fair, they, Greg's had to sell a lot of houses. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hey, buddy, you want to buy a house? You want to buy a house? Yeah, I'll buy a house. Okay, good. Comes with a free pinball machine. Yes, it does. <laughs> favorite pinball website. We weren't included on that. Did you notice that? What? Favorite pinball website? Yeah. You have a website? We have a we website? Have a website. <laughs> yeah, but no one's going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to probably be this week in pinball. It should be. Or Pinside. It was Pinside last year. Yeah, I don't know. Jeff deserves it. I think Jeff deserves it. He does a lot more work than Pinside does. Pinside's good for selling and buying. That's it. For fighting, they're the best. Oh, this one's going to be tough. Favorite pinball mod of 2020. It's my Turtles mod. It's the Van mod. 
See? Turn it left a bit. Spin it left, and it's free. It's the best. It's a write-in vote, so I'm going to put more awesome. Mark Silk Turtle Van Mod. There you go. I'm so proud. There we go. Mother, mother always said I was special. This one is favorite homebrew pinball machine. There's been no shows. There's been no exactly. way to play any of these. I couldn't even tell you. Zach. I could put Zach's, but his isn't out out yet to me. No, his is in no. progress. I, I, I would say maybe to Led Zeppelin from what's his name down in uh, New Zealand. He finished it this year. Did you get to play Kelts? I know it's not really a home proof. No, we have not. We were, we were looking for it. I did. And- I played oh, the, that's right. Yes, sir. I, I played the version from last year's Texas. Yeah. 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 And they listen to us. We know they listen to us. Damon's a really good guy. I really, I really enjoy playing that. You know, it was his, it's his first stab at a pinball machine. And if you think of going from nothing to that, that's a hell of an achievement. And the indestructible play field. And they have a yeah. uh, clan named Bruce. I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I think Bruce, I think the Scottish game stuff. Yeah, of course. Uh, we're going to get them. Uh, we should get them on, hopefully, when we can actually play it together. Which, yeah, uh, hopefully, will be someday. <laughs> Favorite pinball publication or article? Oh, that's very. That's very vague. And I'm, yeah. I just, too finite. I, you know, and vague also because you're like, oh, what am I going to go with? That'd be just we can pinball again. No, it must be a specific article or a publication written in this year. I'm thinking it's more like a, a print thing. Yeah. Oh, can my Facebook post count when I said how yeah. happy I am that I'm the voice of Turtles? There you go. Uh, uh, well, not all of Turtles, the voice of six characters. Can I say that? Can, can I vote for my a Facebook post? Maybe. <laughs> if it's a really good one. Yeah. It's not. It's not. <laughs> the, the, the game, the work's clearly stunning, but, uh, you know, the, my post. Eh. Favorite pinball location? My house. <laughs> it should be the Silverball Saloon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm putting Silver Ball Saloon. Name, uh, city, Rochester. Oh, full disclosure, Bruce, yes. I was booked to go on a plane to New York back in April, which which was canceled, who'd have thought. Ugh. And I actually planned to go to Rochester. Oh, wow. I would have loved to see you. And I can tell you, the that's easy to say now, I thought I was staying in Manhattan around by Union Square, and I thought, oh, well, he, he's in New York, I'll, I'll go there. <laughs> and, I, I, and I went on Google Maps and went, five hours! Are you kidding me? And, and then I found that I could fly there, so I got so yes. close to even taking a plane just to go to Silver Ball Saloon. Well, thank you, thank you. Uh, it was a great place. I loved it. I miss, I miss the people. I miss... The location, because we have no location pinball now. You don't miss the landlord, though. I don't miss the landlord, and I don't miss the hours. I got a real job. I get paid. This is the first time I'm actually getting paid weekly in almost four years. <laughs> How sad is that? <laughs> it's a nice thing. But it's nice. I actually enjoy my job. My job hours will be changing, unfortunately. I work from right now. My hours are 10 to 630, which isn't bad. But eventually they go for the next year. I'll be going from 2 to 10.30 at night. No. Ooh. Yeah. But what I'm getting paid for and what I'm doing, I enjoy. So, 2 to 10.30? Yeah. Are you working in an astronomy uh, thing? No, no, no. I'm not allowed to say, but I... So, I work, oh, okay. That sounds I, That's where my NDA comes in now. But uh, I do work for Corning, which is <laughs> a the biggest... 
glass manufacturing company in the world with fiber optic and other great things. They make all your Gorilla Glass for all your iPhones. And nice. That's very exciting. So, yes, we do a lot of He's good things. He's giving us clues, Ron. Mm-hmm. No, not even, not even my division. Well, then you just gave us a clue. You've narrowed it down. Even, you've you already, you you, you've you already failed division. with your NDA. Fail. You can, you got guess there. what? If you, look, if you look where I live, you can look up the factory I work at, and then you might get a better idea. But you don't know what I'm doing. Favorite pinball virtual event? I would say what it was last night, Pin Clash. Pin Clash. Yeah, it was either that or Expo. Pin Clash. Definitely. The job that everyone did. Now, did you see Jeff Teolis? He looks more and more like George Lucas every day. <laughs> is he wearing he the to, shirt? Does he, he, wear, does he rock the beard as well now? He rocked the beard, the shirt. He even looked like he gained some weight. So guess what? He is George Lucas. Wow. Yeah. He's going to have the turkey neck soon. <laughs> Since when has George Lucas been heavy? Uh, Jeff, George Lucas is looking a lot like Jeff right now. Yeah. I'm going to vote for Hi, Expo, Jeff. by the way. I'm voting Hi, for Jeff. Expo. Hey, Jeff. <laughs> but uh, Steve Bowden's commentary with Snow Glavin was really good last night also. It was nice with all the little mini pinball profiles with uh, each contestant. It was really good. They did a great job last night. Contestant? Is it a game show? It was a game show because you were fighting against another person. That's No, the, the competitors. Not no, they're not competitors. I pinball's hate that. Not, pinball's not competing. Not, not competing? <laughs> it's not more fun. It does say more fun to compete, though, so you're right about that. But it's not but a sport. It's not a sport. Not a sport. It's not so a sport. That's what I'm saying. So you're you're a contestant. What do you think, Mark? Is pinball a sport? No. No, it's not. We're <laughs> gonna piss a lot it's, of tournament players. Like, Damn it! Well, I'm well, awesome at it. it. Maybe it is. You see, that's that's a tricky one because it's a game, and football's a game, and football's a sport. So maybe it is. Okay, if you can just sit on a stool, drink beer, and be awesome at it, it's not a sport. <laughs> oh, I, I think that I have some people that used to be at my bar that would just, you know, definitely say no. <laughs> and then some people would say yes. <laughs> I think it, it depends what you're going to do with it, doesn't it? If you take it into the realms of being a sport, that, of being competitive, then I, I think I would probably vote for the fact that it is a sport. I don't play competitive pinball, but I, I would, I think you could probably make a solid argument to say that maybe it is. My main thing is it has to be athletic. <laughs> uh, to be a sport okay you have to play it on the treadmill <laughs> no i didn't say you you could be non-athletic and be awesome on a treadmill you have to do it like the adams family that was at california extreme well where you get on an exercise bike and just you get pedal. An exercise bike and pedal for your power power for the flippers. flippers the faster you pedal the more power your flippers get oh that's good yep there was an Adams family over here that someone had. No, what was it? Rigged up. Oh, that was it. I think every time you, it was basically the player was sat in an electric chair. So every time it hit certain things, you basically were electrocuted. Wow, <laughs> oh, nice little, little charges. I think it might have just been vibrations, but people seem to be fairly convinced they were being electrified. Wow, no lawsuits there. No. No. Oh. Favorite pinball topper of 2020. I keep saying Black Knight, but that was last year. It was a good topper. It was. What the hell was like the topper? Hmm. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll be a company boy. I will say turtles just because just I mean it. But I, I, I don't know. What, what other toppers are there from this year? Actually, when it, when it, did Star Wars finally come out this year? Yes, it did, actually. So right. that would possibly yep. be the one I'd go with. Yeah. Say what you want about 
about the price. I, I yep. play it with that thing, and it's it's it feels totally part of the game. When you hit the oh, mystery hole, R two moves his head back and forth. He he moves around in a track mode. Like, hey, play me. I got so excited when the first to- uh, the first tour of Stern that I did as a fanboy at Expo in 2018. They had the Star Wars. They had the top of there. Yep, sitting and- there. Yeah, yeah. Everyone takes pictures of it. When's it coming out? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was one of those where we almost felt we shouldn't be acknowledging the fact that this thing we all wanted was there. It was quite a thrill to see this topper. And then it didn't come out for about, what, another year or so? Over two. Yeah, over two. two. <laughs> okay. Well, the Star Wars, that topper, apparently, well, that no, not apparently, it works on the home game. Oh, really? It mm-hmm. does. Oh, then you gotta, you gotta get it. It's definitely worth it. I would say so. <laughs> I think I need to make a phone call. If you're, I mean, I don't know if the tariff. Are you going to pay a tariff on it? Are you going to pay a tariff? That's an entertainment device, isn't it? It is, and it is. It's pinball related, so maybe mm, might want to wait. How can you put a price on happiness, Ron? And especially R two D two. Disney did. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh I hate I Disney. Kind, I kind of half knew him. Uh, Kenny Baker was R two D two. Yes. Uh, we would meet up at the uh, at the conventions uh, doing signing sessions for Star Wars, and somehow I you know, we we hit it off and we we kept in touch. And this one day, um, a couple of weeks after I'd done this co- convention with him, I was with my mom coming back from this uh, the shopping mall, and the phone went. And on the phone, it it just said R two D two, and I picked I picked the phone up and I heard, "Are they Marcus Kenny?" And I, I kind of like fanboyed out a bit because it's, you know, it's Kenny Baker. It's R2-D2 calling you. I went, oh, hi, Kenny. It's great to hear from you. He went, yeah, I just want to say I really enjoyed meeting you. It's a really nice, fun weekend. <laughs> and then I left that little pause that you do kind of finding out why they phoned you. And you realize he just phoned to say hi. There was no other. So I said, so what are you up to, Kenny? He went, oh, I'm watching the chat show. Olivia Newton-Johnson. She's lovely. <laughs> I had this vision of R2-D2 sat on a sofa with his feet up just watching Xanadu Ooh. featuring music by ELO yes, exactly perfect thing and that's a very very good Kenny Baker by the way I've, I, I, I know that from watching Time Bandits <laughs> it was nice nice guy I should get the uh, topper then as a mark of respect you should I definitely yep. agree with that yep. the topper is incredible that's the one good thing about the Star Wars machine Oh, wow. He said something good about it. It's yes. so nice to hear that because I'd never really, I've never played the game with it on. Oh, so it's hear, cool. I will yeah, say it's cool. Okay. It is cool. Okay. I got to get it. Yep. What else other topics do we have under for this week in pinball? What else is there? That's pretty much it. Okay. So don't forget to vote for Slam Till Podcast. <laughs> I'm in. And then don't forget to vote again in January. Well, I got to vote twice? Double voting? You got to vote twice. Because this is just the pre-voting voting. This is just it's the not pre-vote. the voting voting. It's the pre-vote. It's like the pre-lube. The pre-lube. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so classy. Yes, you're used to BBC. You're used to the BBC interviews. You don't get that shit here. <laughs> oh, you do. Are you talking? What are you talking about? You ever watch Monty Python? They have like topless women and shit in the 60s, for Christ's sake. Uh, Believe okay. me. Come on. Benny Hill, baby. I love that show. God, well, speaking I, of I, that show, uh, appropriately, mm-hmm. Deep Root, DLC. <laughs> Is that what they play when they, they start interview? They start talking about, and now the pinball company, Deep Root. 
And then you get the <laughs> somebody got into their staging server, or it was archived yes. or something, where it basically had the pricing and what they were looking to do going forward. Uh, all the other podcasts are just, you know, oh, this was just rumor, and I'm not going to say no. It was totally no, the, the it was real on thing. Their server it, it was on their server. This is what they were at least planning to do at some point, almost. Exactly. I'm going page. Yeah. The arcade version was going to be under 5K. Which is a great deal. That's yeah. pretty good. Forty nine ninety nine. I would get one for forty nine ninety five easily, and or forty nine ninety nine. And would their other version was like six thousand something. Which is another. That's a steal. But the other thing was the DLC. Uh, that's the bad. Pay part fifty about this bucks thing. a month. Yeah, which is BS. I'm sorry. Mm. Is it true as well that the license goes to the or, or the rumored? Uh, information is that it goes to the user, not yes, the machine. Not the machine. So yeah. if you sold the machine, they wouldn't you get your. To. Yeah. It's like here's this machine, but all the features in it, you you don't get. Yeah, which is bullshit. Also, because guess what? I know these guys would be pissed off if they bought a car, and AC was now an option. <laughs> oh, your power seats—they don't work anymore. Sorry. <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> that they would be pissed the fuck off, and that's what they're going to get the 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 feedback from me. Oh, from you. They're, I'm sure they're looking. They got Bruce Nightingale feedback is one of their yes. main parameters. Of, yes. Uh, this is because a success. Because of fucking Benny Hill fucking music they're going to be playing when they do this DLC shit. But <laughs> a lot of DLC hostility, Bruce. There is. I don't believe in it. Works for video games and has forever. Guess what? If they log in under your name, you still get the same information. You still get the same stuff. Yeah, I would if I was if I bought that, me personally, I would want to be able to sell it if if I chose to sell a machine, you know, like a table, I'd want to be able to just sell the table and they get the same experience out of that table. Yeah. Not a particularly good example, but you you know, it's it's well, that's exactly what I said with that. the car. The car analogy yeah. is best. Yeah. Oh, you exactly, always yeah. like I bought this car, it's got all the luxury items and everything like this. Oh, it's a Tesla and I upgraded the radio and everything like that, but now you don't get that upgrade. It's the but same issue with, say, uh, an iTunes account or yeah. buying movies off, yeah, Apple TV, that kind of thing. You could sell on the table, just not the legs. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that policy is not going to fly. You don't think it's going to fly? Mm, but, I mean, Stern is already doing that. Stern's doing it, but guess what? You could sell the topper with the machine and yeah. still get the same code. Yep. That's the difference. That is true. You're not getting – if you sell the machine and say I bought every option – I wanted all the bells and whistles in my Deep Root game, and then I want to sell it. Now it's going to make me harder to sell this game because it's not going to transfer over. It's going to make you hard to sell the game? Yes, it's going to make it harder Oh, oh because guess okay. what? He's really committed to this game. Yes. So guess what? You're screwing yourselves. Whoa, there he goes You're... again. So much porn, Bruce. You, you need to stop. Yes. Getting hard, screwing. That's what I feel like now. It's all money grab. Okay, how about this then, Bruce? If you get a, a so right, so forget the subscription thing. Just as uh, an idea in terms of DLC, downloading this co- this new content. If you buy a machine and you go, it's a code one point zero, and you're really happy with the game for a whole new pack of levels. New callouts, new animation, new light shows. Would you buy that? No. Oh. Mm. Because guess what? Then I won't buy the machine until it's completely done. That's the thing. It is completely done. So we're saying sure? this. Yeah, this is the game. Yeah. As this is like, say, say to the album, you buy an, a, a, an album by a band. 
and you go, that's the album, and you love the album. And then so a year later, they say, do you know what? We've got this, we got this EP. We've got some extra tracks for you. Would you buy it? It's yes, still because actually... it's new stuff. It's new stuff. Yeah, so this is but new stuff. the problem stuff. is, yeah, okay, I'll buy it, but if I can't transfer it, and say if I wanted to sell the album later on, yep. and it's an album, not like an MP3 or anything like that, if I wanted to sell the album, you should does it go to. vaporware? Nope. Does it disappear it's, when I nope. hand it to the guy? No, it's, <laughs> now you got to pay them money again to get it back and we'll play it. It's locked to that machine. Yeah. So would I, you be prepared if if you've bought the game, it's a code 1.0 or above, and then say six months later, a year later, they say, we got a whole new a pack of stuff for your game. They'll give you new animations, fresh light shows, new call-outs, new music. Really uh, make it feel like a fresh machine. It all depends. I, it all depends on how mm. good it is. It's really good. It's really good, Bruce. Yeah, but if it's, it's good for me, if I think it's worth it. Uh, it, it is Nightingale grade good. Oh, uh, that's hard. They've changed all the music to ELO. It's all <laughs> Jeff Lynn tracks. Okay, but yes, I'll buy that. But the then secret it traveling doesn't tra- if it doesn't, mode. Yeah, that'd be great. If it doesn't transfer to the next person, it does. it's useless. It does. Okay, then I'm fine with that. Hey, happy Bruce. Yes. I, I guess what? Because then you have the option to go backwards or forwards. Yeah, exactly. that's fine. But don't make a game that's cheap and cheesy. No, it's that's what I'm a afraid good of. Also, to begin with. that's yeah. what I'm afraid of. Is what's going to happen? It's yeah. going to be like you're going to get code like point eight or point nine when they ship these games, and then oh, if you want version one the complete code here, we need seven hundred fifty dollars more. Well, That's here's what I'm example. afraid it's going to happen. There's a game that I work on with Sega called uh, Two Point Hospital, and it's a it's a terrific game. I'm the voice of it. When you're playing the game, uh, you go around creating like this you know, comedy hospital world, and uh, as you play the game, there is a hospital radio station in the background, and I'm the voice of these presenters. Every now and then, there are free updates, so you're really taken care of as a player. You know, same with you know, same with your stern updates, same with any manufacturer's free updates. But then every now and then there is uh you know there might be an option say where you can buy a new little pack which gives you a new little extra side to this this world of fun you've been enjoying for the past year. So to to me it's the equivalent of that. You know you it's still a really good solid game and you have had updates and it, it, it you know it has a it, it any game has a lifespan but the idea that you could spend an amount of money to get a real you know boost and refresh the game I'd actually find that attractive at the right price. The question is, what would you pay? Mm, that's the problem. What yeah. would you pay? It all depends. What's in it? Lots of really good things. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, uh, it all depends. That's the key. It all depends what is in there. For a pinballer, you're used to this point getting a game that is not complete. Yeah. And then they complete it, but you're not paying for it. Yeah. Now, if it's going to be shipped, it, like, think about it. If you're the first, you know, all these people, they want to be the first person on the machine. Never. They can learn it. And that, I'm not that way either, but all, there's a lot of people out there. But if they're not going to get the good game, or if they have to get the pay for the extra code to get up to their good game, it's, it's just, say if you have a bad game, what if Stern releases, like, Ghostbusters with that bad code? Do you mean the game that sold? They sold a shit ton of with the bad code? They sold code? a shit ton of them, but now... How is it bad then? <laughs> but now that new code that they put out, what, eight, ten months ago or 12 months mm-hmm. ago, they said, hey, for $300, you can get a better code for this. 
How would you feel spending $8,000 and saying, or 10% of the price you paid for the machine? $800, you get the good code. I'd be really fucking pissed because you sold me a machine for $8,000. It sucked out of the box. And now you want to you want to make up your money because it should have been good from out of the box in the beginning instead of later on. You bought on. it. You didn't try it out. That's on you. And guess what? That's why I didn't buy Ghostbusters. So this option then works. The, the ideal world, the way it needs to be, is the game has to be right to begin with. Yes, it should be right to begin with. And yeah, the problem exactly, is I can yeah. see I can see in the future it's just gonna be let's get the machine out the door. Look at Guardians. If they actually did that with the Guardians model, you know how many people would have killed somebody where you got this blank blank block. Gu- Guardians your, uh, was a special case. Okay. Due to a certain designer leaving. Guns N' Roses has that right now also. Remember this basic animation? For some of the, um, yeah. Yes. So now what if they say to you three months from now, hey, if you want the good stuff for $500, would you be pissed? For $500, you'd, you'd want a pretty major, you'd want a pretty much um, new set of code for that. Exactly. Now, yeah. how would you feel, Ron, if you paid 500 you know, you paid your 8500 or $9,500 plus shipping. So you put $10,000 into the machine, Ron. And now to get the better code, you have to pay $950, 10%. How would you feel? I would like the code before I got the game. Thank you. I wouldn't get it assuming they're going to fix it later. Uh, you know, like Jurassic Park. That's pretty much done at this point. Oh, yeah. Great. So if I got Jurassic Park and I'm playing it and maybe they came out with some, we have all these new things, but you got to pay yeah. for it. I'd be like, eh, I don't need to pay for that. I'm, I'm happy with what I got. Yeah. Yeah. You have the that- option. But if I got a completely broken game and it's like, you have to pay to get code that actually works. So say with Jurassic Park, say that so it's it's a complete game and it shoots terrifically and it's as you know, it's it's the game that you love. If in a year's time there's a whole new load of levels call out. They put all the animations, they got the licensing options, and you can actually get the factory movie clips. Movie clips and everything like that and sounds. Say, yeah, they, they have that's a good example. Jurassic Park comes out like it like it is right now, but yep. Stern is able to make some kind of agreement with Jeff Goldblum, etc., and yep. and they get all the actual clips from the movie, yes, and put them in instead. Yes, but you've got to pay for it. It's a thousand dollars. How would you feel? I think you'd have the option like a topper. Yeah, that's exactly. I don't mind that part. Yeah, but it has to be worth value. Yeah, that's exactly it. It, it. Yeah, it has to be. It has to be worth the price of admission. And with something like Jurassic Park, I think that's a really good example because there's a game that is just it's it's done and it's a terrific game. So then, if I mean, I would love it if it was all new light shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, as as a regular player of a game, if you suddenly felt your day to day experience was was strengthened or opened up so that the even things like the music you hear to begin with or the the, the end of you know when the, when there's a ball drain or brand new call outs m- new music great new light shows uh, new forms of multi ball all of that stuff that'd be a value where I'd think do you know what yeah I think I would pay that but what would you pay I mean best case scenario something like you know what you gave as an example happened what would you be comfortable to pay it all depends I'm back to that answer I really am because to me Jurassic Park right now is a great game. Yeah. Is it worth the movie clips and everything like that? I've seen the videos from people doing their own one, and it looks great. Mm. But for me, it's not like I didn't need that. Yeah, same here. So I, I actually like what they did. 
I think yeah. they did a really nice job with it. Except for the sound clips, which, you know, they, they know now to who to hire. <laughs> it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex call, blimey. See? We've lost another truck. See, Keith? I Keith, like now. it. We got, we got your guy now, Keith. No complaints here. <laughs> but uh, the way I look at it is, you know, to me, it's not worth. If they, if they go by 10%, I think that's what, probably what the benchmark will be, the 10% mark. Really? I think that it's the only way they're going to get there if they get a big upgrade like that. It'd be 10% really? of what the MSRP would be. So say on a pro machine, it'd be $600. For a premium, maybe $7,500 in the LE. Or maybe they'll do $7,500 for the LE slash premium. You might get a little cheaper price on the LE version because it's the same usual code. When you compare it to uh, the price of a topper, you go, oh, well, toppers, the toppers are stupid. $1,000. Toppers are stupid, and, and that's that's where I'm, that's the problem I'm having. Where they're selling toppers for a thousand dollars, and people are going, "Ooh, ooh, great, great!" And is it really worth a thousand dollars? Well, no, it's not. It's not. But I mean, they're selling it for a thousand dollars. It's good for Stern. It's, it's very great. tricky. Well, it, all this goes back to what's it worth to you as the end user? Exactly. Isn't it? it depends exactly how much of a fanboy you are. And Ron, let's go by your example. You're the biggest Star Wars guy I know, besides myself. Hello, hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I was we lost Mark. Star Don't worry Wars. about that. <laughs> no, but he uh, he owns the Pro. Mm-hmm. Now, with the R two D two topper, you paid what seven hundred dollars, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. If it was fifteen hundred dollars, but you got extra modes in it, would you pay that? Ooh. Mm. That, see, this is the problem. What? This is the problem. You you have to get on an emotional level to get that further great response. And he is one of the biggest Star Wars fans. Ron can recite anything from the first three movies, but I don't see him spending, you know, $750, $800 more for extra motor two. Am I right? Uh, I did get the topper. You did get the topper, but would you spend another $800, $900 for another motor two? Like a Sarlacc <laughs> mode. Oh, I, ju- I just figured out the solution. I go around to Ron's and I just say all my lines from Star Wars as he's playing, <laughs> and, he, and he and he gives me fifteen hundred dollars. There you go, Ron. See? You would you would love Ron's house if they have the non-specialized <laughs> version. Oh yeah, they could get me to pay money. So a proper yeah. Death Star explosion without the ring, the mm-hmm. the, Sarah, the the pit there without the uh, Audrey two coming out of it yes. that they put in. <laughs> uh, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, maybe it sound so equalized. Not Lucas changes. Well, yeah, the non-specialized edition, and fix some of the sound clips that you'll, you'll listen to the sound clips, and then all of a sudden one will be really loud, and then then it goes down again. Like, why is that one so much louder? There, there's some level issues with some of the sound clips in that game. Okay, make it two, make it two thousand dollars, and I'll do the turtles call outs for you as well, Ron. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think Deep Root is going down the wrong path of the DLC. That's where we're going to go. Well, Bruce, right. what would you do if you had John Reese davies from uh, Lord of the Rings and you could pay him and he would do new custom call-outs, Lord of the Rings, for you? Wouldn't be interested. Really? You wouldn't want to hear, you know, jackpot one, Bruce! No. No? No. Because it's not the movie. It's not in the movie. It's not in the... Wait a minute. His lines aren't in the movie. They don't say jackpot one in the movie. Well, but you know what I mean? It's the it's the theme behind it. It's the... You know, guess what? It's a pinball machine. It's the theme. His, he's doing the Gimli voice. I don't need my name in the machine. Oh. It's kind of fun, though. 
I, I had a Flintstones machine with pin sound in and some friends came over and I did the voice of uh, Barney Rubble for Cartoon Network over here for quite a while. And <laughs> I, I changed a whole bunch of call outs for the kids' names and they thought it was the best thing in the world. Oh, Detroit Fruit. Oh, come on, Tim, let's go. <laughs> and and they were, said my name. They went nuts for it. It's like with Batman the, on the, was it the Super, Ellie. The super Duper yeah. Ellie? Yeah. Yeah. Super Duper Ellie where, where, um, where Adam West said your name. But guess what? He only said so many names. Yeah. So the problem is, if my name, which I probably is not on there, Bruce, it would he, I don't know. Does he ever say Bruce Wayne? Because they could fit that in. Cut you Bruce sounded Wayne. a little like Bruce Wayne then. This Bruce Wayne. show is beyond any of you. Bruce. <laughs> run! Run! <laughs> Bruce! Run, Bruce, run! <laughs> I just pack my bags and go home. I, I, I've got a lot of competition in this room. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but- it's just, I think it's just a bad thing. I think... If you're going to buy it, it should be it should be saved with the machine. You know, well, I agree with that. Absolutely agree with that. But the uh, going to for the the custom, just stepping back to what you said about custom callouts. If there was a show that I loved, I would absolutely love you know something to do with me personally in that machine. Family Guy, Family Guy, or Rick and Morty. You know, you see what Rick and Morty. It may be not the best player. It's not the most fun, but the call-outs rock in it. They're terrific. But, but would you pay $1,000 extra or $800 extra for that? More stuff. Ooh, my trade is, is a little, I can buy a pinball machine for $800. <laughs> I t- do you know the service Cameo? It's a audio. It's like an audio autograph thing. That is a thing. great yeah. idea. Exactly. Uh, so if you could get, I mean, imagine, Ron, if you could get, if you could, if you knew someone that was in Star Wars, just saying, uh, <laughs> to, to record custom call-outs that at key moments, it's talking to you. You do that. I know run, I run, 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 <laughs> run, run, <laughs> blimey, run, get the Tyrannosaurus Rex, run. See, Cameo, I would want to find my, uh, my favorite wrestlers and have them cut promos on me. Oh, uh, and then for WWF, that's how we upgrade. That's how we make WWF better. Oh yeah, we do cameos and then stick them in the game. Yep, that's, that's how you can. If we can sell all those uh, WWF LEs. <laughs> <laughs> my friend, well, I can probably help my friend Georgia. Knows Brett, uh, her uncle is Brett the Hitman Hart. Nice, nice. Does that help? That does help. That does I had help. dinner with him a few years ago. Did he say he was the best he ever, the best there ever was, and the best he there ever will be? He said Bruce was. <laughs> a guy with taste I love it yeah that's right producer you wouldn't pay for more Stewie in your game for Stewie I would because I oh good decision because the reason why with Family Guy they only use the first two to three seasons yep. now if you got all the seasons yeah that's right you could have some cool whip you could have some cool whip and you can actually have some other things and I think that could sell yep. and you can make the game better and also a version of it that was just a higher bit rate because the actual audio quality of that game is oh, it's terrible. Yeah. But I mean, if you, if, you can, if you can use instead of one through three and you can get all 12 or 14 seasons, oh my God, mm. you probably could make the DLC work. Even maybe even sell it. 
that would be a great test market. If you can go back to, you know, Stu McFarlane, you know, Seth McFarlane and say, hey, guys, we want you to do more animations, more code, and then try to sell it. What would you pay for a pack of Family Guy stuff then, Bruce? Probably 400 bucks. Yeah, that's Which is about 10% of what the game was. Hey, I'm worth more than that, bitch. (laughs) But. You know, I'm going still by the 10% mark. If you yeah. go by the original price, you know, that's the way I would try to look at it. And, and with not, the idea it of... It doesn't have to be customized. It just has to be just more content. How much would you pay for some more KISS material, Bruce? Oh, God, no. Because they only have... Okay, like, they've already announced their shows, Gene. Did you did you tell everyone about your new shows coming up? Uh, no, Bruce. I'm sure you could tell them. I can because they've now announced their 150 last shows and they're going to the coldest place on the earth and playing a concert at in antarctica we're going to melt the polar ice caps bruce yes you that's are that's how gene. hot kiss is yes it gene, is gene, a question from the uk gene uh, when are you coming to the united kingdom please gene europe is in uh, uh, spring fall spring uh, summer i mean i believe there's a kiss tariff currently over there <laughs> 25 percent wow. extra on face masks well, that's right. There's a tariff for entertainment from the U.S., so... So you might get knocked around with that one. It's worth every penny. How much would you pay to have a Thunderbirds pinball taken off your premises? <laughs> oh, $1,500. I just remember playing that. Like, wow, this really is as bad as they say. Yeah, it was bad. Especially, you just lock a ball, and every time you drain, it just gives you the ball back. It's like, yeah. man, this game's going to get long. Yes, it does. And I could not spell International Rescue, though. I, I couldn't spell it. I'm a big Thunderbirds fan. Thunderbirds in the UK is a big deal. Big thing. It's humongous. Huge deal. I love Team America World Police. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was. And I'm a, I'm a fan of the original show. I grew up watching all the reruns of that. And I'm in the reboot of the show. I do, I do, I, I'm the voice of Captain Rigby, the guy with the nicest eyebrows on television. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted this game to be good. And I played it at the um, Pinball Expo here a couple of years ago. And, you know, you just kind of go, and the the sound was stuttering all over the place. It was going Thunderbird 5, Thunderbird 5, Thunderbird 5. And the even the bit rate of different call-outs was different, so the sound quality kept changing from bit yep. to bit. The thing I didn't get either was the... It wasn't consistent in terms of the the voices you were hearing doing characters, and what's crazy, I the, I work with an original voice actor from the original show, uh, a guy called David Graham, and he was the voice of Parker in the show. He's the one that he go yes, my lady. He was the, the butler, and um, they had clips that were in this game in the Thunderbirds pinball game that clearly were just taken off a. It sounded like a VHS tape, and. They could have actually, they could have got that guy to do them custom callouts for a reasonable rate, and it would have been fun. But it was, it was a real shame. Every now and then, as well, the you heard the original theme music from Thunderbirds in that machine, which did sound really good, and then it went back to low bit rate again, and, and kind of just the whole sort of immersive nature that you wanted wanted from a game like that just was lost for me at least it was a, a real shame that so not only have they failed from a playfield standpoint they have failed from a sound standpoint from a sound standpoint i was heartbroken ron it was it was horrific also having to uh, spell international rescue yeah was quite an ask <laughs> 
We need to retheme it as Team America. Yeah, yeah, that would. God, I would. I would see. There's a game I'd buy. Ron. Yes. I have something for you. Oh God, what? What? Yes, I do. Here we go. Just posted two days ago. Uh huh. I can get you a technical factory position at a pinball company. A technical factory position. Wow. What does that even mean? You have to be competent in CAD. Okay, I've never used it, so good. Okay. Uh, ability to read uh, software and operate a wood CNC, as well as a medium-sized laser machine. Okay, never done any of that, but okay. I'll have small, a go. Small family business means an applicant must be flexible with work and help wherever where you're required. Okay, small, so it's spooky. But you need to be able to read Chinese. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he posted the job. <laughs> so there you go, Ron. We found your gig. All right. There's another person that got a gig we just found out. I sent it to Ron yesterday. Oh. You did? American Pinball. Oh. Oh, yes. <laughs> was that a chuckle I heard out of you, Ron? No. No. I was just like, yes, you sent it to me yesterday. I did. I personal friend of mine actually got a job at American Pinball. Yeah. Mr. Dave Fix, who is actually uh, associated with uh, Pinball Expo. He's at Expo every year. He's one of the organizers. He was the one with Rob in the stream. Yes, he is now the the hat. uh, With the hat. Yes, that is Dave Fix. He's been with Expo since I've been going there, and that's a long time. I think 15, 20 years at least. He is now the director of of operations and marketing. It was announced yesterday. So yes. So congratulations, Dave. I don't know if he has to move. I would assume he does. So he might be moving to Chicago where he lives right now is Buffalo, New York. So uh, congratulations. That's a big, he was working for ice in Buffalo. That makes sense. It's pretty cold there. It is pretty cold there. There's a lot of movement from New York to Chicago right now. Yeah, there isn't, but I, I would assume he has to since uh, he is, you know, you think you. Well, I think be at that the... guy that lived in New England, who they hired, I think he moved. Yeah, I think he did too. So, so yeah. yeah, I think he's going to have to move, uh, which will be a bad thing for Western New York, but a great thing for hopefully Chicago and American Pinball. He'll be used to the weather. The weather won't be, be much of weather, a change. Definitely. I haven't played Hot Wheels yet. What's that like in the real? I played two versions of it: one at home, a house, and one at a location. Location was uh. The one I played at the house played a lot better, and I like it. It's fun. It's a good, fun game. It's their best game. Is it $6,300 fun? Mm, I don't know about that. It's their best game. It's their best game. Let's I just keep say hearing that. that. I but keep... I don't know if it's worth 6300 I like the robot chicken animation. Yeah, uh, I, I do too. Yeah. Bruce does not. Bruce does not. Uh, why don't you like Robot Chicken? Robot Chicken is awesome. I love Robot Chicken, but I just don't like that. You know, I don't like that in my pinball machine. I don't like it in my pinball machine. Get out. I can't cope with low frame rate stop motion animation exactly. in pinball machines. My needs are very specific. Yes, Where's are. my Ray Harryhausen, bitch? You leave Ray's animation out of this. <laughs> he made Clash of the Titans look beautiful. He did. He did. I love Ray Harryhausen. I love the Kraken. See, when I hear the Kraken, I never thought of the octopus thing. I think of the thing in Clash of the Titans. Like, to me, that's the Kraken. Who sells home pin in North America? Uh, I'm I'm asking a question. I don't know. uh, I don't know. I have a question for you, Bruce. Yes? Are you ready for the mail ball bag? Of I am, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I've been practicing. He did your line. He did it better than you. 
I want. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't do it one time. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. 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 How's it going? <laughs> Whatever. Bar. <laughs> All right. Okay. okay. Welcome to Stories from Single Men. <laughs> we have a uh, Scott. I, I I don't know if this was actually for the ball bag. The rule of thumb for Scott, our our Scott, is uh, he doesn't pay over two hundred dollars for a game. No. So uh, let's see. Um, wow, two hundred dollars. That's it, huh? And uh, we had Greg email us. Hi, Greg, asking about if he should get a Gamatron in Australia. Yes. Yes. Yep. What do you think, Bruce said? Yeah, yes. Of course. Anytime. Oh, we have a question. So last email. We have a question from David Dennis. Boy. Hi, David Dennis. I hear you're in a really good podcast. He is. Not as good as this one, but it's pretty good. It's third best behind the second best. Yeah. It says, hi, Racy Ron and bromance Bruce. Racy Ron? Wow. Yes, he has a bromance with me. Wow. Very exciting. Uh, All right. Uh, Let's see. I'm going to get some alcohol gel. I feel dirty. Hey, Bruce, I have a question, which I asked Dennis and Tony from the Eclectic Gamers podcast, who have a pretty, what is it? Oh, who gave a pretty crap non-answer. So, I figured I'd ask some more intelligent fellas. But they weren't available, so I'm asking you. I added that part. Wow. Oh, so Bruce, if you have a pinball machine, and you slowly replace each component, he put slowly replace reach component. Wow, so you can make fun of him. Great, I love this. Oh my god, you should read his show notes. Oh, really? Oh, the spelling is galore. Maybe it's a Canada thing. And he puts the O-U, you know, the O-U instead of spelling it correctly, like favor and color and stuff. Oh, yes. he is. Fr- he's, he's on the French border. That's why. It is unforgivable, but his John Borg profile was excellent. That's true. That's true. Especially that co-host. He was great. If you have a pinball machine and slowly replace each component one by one over 10 years until you've replaced all but one single piece... Then rebuild the old machine out of the old replaced parts with one new component. Would you technically have two of the exact same machine? No! Of course not. We got two no's, so there you go. Yeah, no. Well, at least you gave him an answer. Why, they couldn't over there? Well, no, he said they gave him a, uh, Eclectic gave him a crap non-answer. Bruce gave you a very direct answer. No! (laughs) Not at all. All right. How much can be replaced in a game for it to still be the original game? Everything can be replaced except for... It's soul. Everything, as, as long as soul. the serial number is associated with that game, yeah, you, be able, you can literally replace the cabinet, everything, but if the serial number is still the serial number, that's the one that was authorized by the factory. The done. serial number is still the serial number. Okay. Yep. Like if you changed it from your old cabinet and you took out that and you deheated that Williams sticker off that machine and you slapped it back on your new cabinet with that same Williams number. You deheated it. Yeah. Not gooby gone it. How's that? You want that better? I feel like we're in a comic routine here. Who's on first? What's on You've second? always been in a comic routine. Yes. I know. <laughs> That's why we're still on the air. Exactly. It's been... But, uh, if you're not trying to sell the machine as the same serial number. So it, it, that was another question I would say to Mr. Dennis. Are they trying to sell the same machine as the same serial, the two machines as the same serial number? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I nearly bought a complete rebuild of a machine this week. Adam's family. 
And it was this beautiful, epic restoration of this Adams Family machine. And in the end, I, I did not get it. Good. And it didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally bad. No, it, it was one of those. It looked like a real showpiece, but you know, it didn't feel. There was something. It almost looked too shiny. It almost. It didn't feel like the game that I remember playing years ago. It was. Uh, whereas I think that, say, Chicago Gaming, they get it so right with Attack from Mars and, and Monster Bash and their, their remakes. I think. I think they do such a good game. I guess such a good version of their remakes. But for some reason, this didn't quite feel like i wanted it to feel like i maybe maybe i maybe i didn't want it to feel that clean it wasn't showtime showtime yeah i just sent you a link boys oh hello along in the chat oh that's disgusting oh wrong link i'm sorry i was was looking at something ball bag ball bag ball bag this is uh pinball life's website oh oh they have a home pin store there's a home pin store. Now, all these boards that are listed, and there is about... They're on Thunderbirds? They're all reproduced boards now by home pin. Oh, oh. So shouldn't they be really cheap? They are. Yeah, some are cheap. Yeah, the Upto Ramp Switch Assembly is $34. The Fliptronics 1 and 2 board is $89. The uh, It's the cheapest rectifier board for a Bally Stern. $59. You remember we were just talking, it was like you thought it was like 62. This is now 59. And it comes with the connectors. Yeah, That's really medieval magic. Uh, the drawbridge motor driver board with brake from medieval madness, twenty nine ninety five. Hmm. Did you know they were building and doing boards? Now I do. The more you know. Would you buy these boards since they're made by home? Uh, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> would. It depends what it is. A fantastic piece of breaking news, and that's why you should vote for the Slam Tilt podcast in the Twippies. Yes, see? Would you buy the rectifier board for fifty nine ninety five? dollars I'd give it a try. Yeah. Oh. I mean, it's a rectifier board. Either it's going to rectify or it ain't. Yes. <laughs> that wrecked them. I wrecked them. I hardly knew them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, its only job is to output the correct voltages. As long as it can do that, yep. you're all good. And voltage goes in, and it changes to the voltage going out. That's all it does. That's all it does. I figure you can't screw that up. But it does have the it. It's pretty cheap when it has the uh, connectors and. But you're not pins. supporting the local parts makers, Bruce. But guess what? If he can sell me more, cheaper stuff, well, what but would guess you what? I, I most of the local ones who do boards, they probably send at least the circuit board part. Oh, they send out to, to China, China anyway. Everything, to, to, yeah. China. So, like, I would think the Weebly boards are probably he designs them, sends them to China, and they come back with the actual circuit board, and then he puts the components on or something like that. I wonder how quickly they can turn these around to send them to the UK. I might get my mom a seven-optode trough emitter board for Williams Bally Widebody Pinball Machines for Christmas. You can get that from the pinball shop in the Netherlands for Europe and UK. Oh, my. <laughs> Merry, Chris- oh my. Merry Christmas, Mom. Yes, so you know what you're getting, Mom. And they have a whole home pin page. See, Mark, do other podcasts do this? They don't have you on a parts page looking at opto boards, do they? They don't. Normally, it's talking about Star Wars or working in movies and games animation, but I am happy that I can talk about buying my mom a seven-opto trophimeter board for her Bally Williams game in the kitchen. See? BBC, you got nothing on us. What do they know? <laughs> okay, Bruce. Yes, sir? One last thing on my checklist. Oh, what is that? Games you like, games you hate. We need no! to know what yes. our guest likes and hates so we can see if he's right or not. Yes. And we will judge you. 
Do I go? Go for it. Um, Star Wars Home. <laughs> you hate? No, he likes. No love likes. <laughs> Hang on, start again. Am, am I supposed to do like first or hate first? You can do either I you want. Okay. Oh my God! It's a, it's a funny <laughs> world. Okay. Like. Uh, oh, how about okay? Aerosmith Pro. Love it. Okay. What okay. do you hate? Can I say politely dislike? You can say politely dislike. Okay, go ahead. Thunderbirds. Oh God. That doesn't count. At least our guess is that It doesn't count. count as a Everyone machine. hates that one. No, no, oh no, no. No, that's... Oh, my God. I got to put that in the... You, you know, like in the cartoons where the thing says, does, caution does not work on Roadrunners? Mine says, <laughs> caution, you cannot pick Thunderbirds. What a thing that it, it is so universally uh, not enjoyed that I can't even choose it as a game I do not enjoy. Yes, see? You got to try another. Jesus. Yep. Oh, that's, that's, that's really tough then. Um... As a game that I don't like, oh, it's Thunderbirds. <laughs> there, 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 there can be only one. No, there can be more. There There's can be more. more. Oh, you let God. the heat flow all right, all right. you. Hold on there. <laughs> you, you can do one that you politely dislike. I found the first Star Wars game tough, the Star Wars Pro and Premium. I yes. thought, yeah, I wanted so to. So guess what? More on my side, Ron. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I know that. Did you say moron? Moron. Yeah, moron. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really tried to love the Pro. I even brought a friend over who, uh, he's a, a poster artist for Star Wars, this guy, Paul Shipper. He did the, the poster art for... Um, Rise of Skywalker and Ready Player One and stuff, and he's a big Star Wars fan. And we we went over and played it, and he he couldn't really get into it. I really hoped that the premium would be that I'd enjoy it more because of the whole hyperloop. And I found it just too tough to even get the shot. You don't have to sugarcoat it. I'm sure he looked at it. This game is total shit. Oh my <laughs> god! He wasn't that rude. He's a very polite man. But, but I yeah. So I so politely dislike I politely dislike the Star Wars uh, release from a few years ago, but I adore the Star Wars home release, which I would guess more people than not don't get to see because it's a home game. You won't see it on location. Yeah, I would have never seen it if I didn't go to Expo. Yeah, and, and people, I don't think anyone's going to see it over here because as far as I know, uh, well, the distributor I, I got mine from, they had to bring those over, bring it over from Germany. Germany so- is victorious! <laughs> it is! <laughs> statue here when London Bridge is falling down, isn't it? It is! Cool blimey! It's a blooming dinosaur! Oh god, it was her that did it. But I think the, um, with, uh, yeah, as far as we know, the, my, the Star Wars Home Edition is the only one in the UK. I think with the comic book edition, that might change things a little bit. Nice. But, but yeah, it's a real shame that people won't get to see that unless they come for biscuits at my house. Tea and biscuits. Tea and biscuits. Tea, uh, tea, I just sent you. A, I just biscuits. sent you another link. Oh, were you with the links? Uh, Wait, look at it. Look at it now. Open WMS reset board with digital <laughs> voltmeter display. So they totally ripped off the cardboard. <laughs> well, you see that, Ron? What did they rip off? The probably did. Oh, the pat- oh, the one that could the prevents patent. the resets. Yeah, oh, yeah, the resets. Well, did the other one have a display like that? It does. They made a new one with a display. <laughs> this board is ideal for pinball shows, temporary fixes, or that last-minute problem when a machine starts resetting and there is no time to fault find and repair the flaky five-volt rail. 
flaky. Uh, isn't that funny how they just... I like the next line. Homeplan doesn't suggest that this board is a fix or repair for this type of resetting, but it certainly can help both to get a machine running in minutes and also for fault-finding towards a complete repair. Yeah. But no harm would come to this machine if this board was left in place. It's a good electronic practice to eventually fix the original cause of a poor 5-volt display. That's Flaky, why. poor, very negative. Yes. Did you know the home pin version includes a small digital voltmeter? So the end user can see at a glance, without reaching for multimeters, that the voltage supplied to the MPU is correct and stable. Yes. Okay, don't tell mom. I'm changing her Christmas gift to this yes. WMS <laughs> reset board with a digital voltmeter display. Merry Christmas, mother! <laughs> so he ripped off the cardboard. <laughs> Yikes. That's funny when you're saying that, it sounds like you ripped off the cardboard. Car. Carboard. Yeah, carboard. K-A-H-R, I think it is. All right. That was the last thing on my checklist, Brucey. Yeah, me too. I was... Chicklist. Chicklist. Such sloppy speech on this podcast. I might have yes, to change so my much. Oh, yes. T- totally. Dis- disown us. Mark. Hey! Would you like to plug yourself? Oh, I really would. <laughs> but I use cushions instead now. It's just so awkward. <laughs> I use an inflatable rubber ring and a foot pump. I I, I, <laughs> uh, Yeah, if, uh, if you happen to run a pinball company and would like... Stunning vocal bits for your uh, project. Uh, please follow me at Mark Silk. I'm on Twitter, the Facebooks, and Instagram. It's at M A R C S I L K. That's kind of it, really. I, I do voices for all kinds of stuff for movies and games and the voice of turtles. And if I can help you provide vocal work for your new game or just voicemails for your mom, say the word. Nice. Nice. Remember to vote for your podcast of choice, Slam Tilt Podcast. It's the greatest, don't you know? It is. <laughs> so d- does Shaggy like our podcast? Like he really loves it, Scoob. <laughs> right, Scoob. <laughs> I'll toss some Scooby snacks your way, man. Definitely. <laughs> I haven't had lunch yet. That'd be terrific. Oh, man. I'm running late. Yeah, you're running really late. You're almost, <laughs> the, you're almost the dinner. It's a gift. All right. Um, so this has been episode 156 of the Slam Tilt Podcast. Thanks again to Mark Silk. Thank you. Uh, thank, thank you, Christian, uh, Dr. and Mrs. Penn, Jeff Parsons of the Pinball Players Podcast, Jeff Patterson, This Week in Pinball, Jeff Teolis of several podcasts. Hey, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Jeff. Uh, loser Kid. Josh and Scott, hi guys. Hi we guys. love Josh and Scott. Josh and Scott, awesome. We got Crystal, the Plum. Hello, Marty, also of the um, Final Round podcast. Raymond, Raymond yes, Davidson, hi, hi. Number one player in the world. Ryan C. Hello, Ryan C. C. We got Steph, the Pinball Princess. Hello, Steve Bound, fun with bonus. Steve Stu McVicker's on here. Why is oh, he on God. here? Because he's a douchebag. He is yeah. a douche. I hate that guy. A lot of hostility, Bruce. Oh, you're welcome to my life. <laughs> <laughs> so there, I think I got everyone that time. Woo-hoo! Woo-hoo! Uh, don't forget to listen to the Loser Kid podcast 50th episode coming up because we are on it. Me too. Nice. <gasps> so, and uh, don't forget to listen to the next Silverball Chronicles, which will be coming out at some point. 
What's it about, Ron? I have no idea. He hasn't told me yet. So you haven't even recorded it, so we're probably up for them. Is it more John Borg? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No, we're not going to be up for them because I have a very busy week ahead of me and we'll probably not to get to edit this. This will probably not be out till next week. Oh, okay. Uh, Which and, I told uh, you that before, Bruce. Yes, I know. Don't force my editing hand. I'm not forcing your editing hand. I'm forcing your recording hand for maybe next week. Uh, huh? I want you to record next week, possibly. Oh, Jesus. He's killing me. You see what he's doing to me, Mark? It's a, a, a brutal We're trying now. for twippies here, buddy. We're trying for this twippies. A... Hey, I'm, I'm changing this vote for loser kid. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I would too. Oh, two professionals. <laughs> and Scott can actually give you a, a legally binding anesthetic. Oh, yes, he can. So yeah. Dr. Pin. He's good. <laughs> How about Shaggy says goodbye, Bruce, this time? Because I'm tired of Bruce. Goodbye, Bruce. That's pretty much it, right? Right, Scoob? Yeah. Bruce. Shoot the left ramp. Shoot the right ramp. Shoot the center ramp. Shoot the other ramp. Shoot the subway. Shoot Bruce Knight. No, 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 no. <laughs> you have chosen well, my son. Congratulations, Mr. Ron. You have done well. Uh, Ron, could you tell me how I really should have done the Turtles Collapse, please? Shoot the side ramp. Shoot the side ramp that's good that's good you got it can you give me a middle one have a middle center ramp shoot the center ramp shoot the center ra- ron you are quite an impressive turtle well done my son <laughs>